to the first ever episode of Story Screen's finest new show, Talking Simulator. Talking Simulator is a podcast where we talk about video games. Video games. Video games. Video, video games. We love video games. I'm joined. The other yelling voice you hear is my favorite co-host and or host that I co-host with. Jack Kolodzewski. Hello. Hello. So yeah, this is uh, the first episode of Talking Simulator. Talking Simulator is conceptually a show where we want to talk about another story on a screen experience, this being the interactive variety. Right. I, I think, I mean, at Story Screen, we talk a lot about how you can convey a story with characters on the screen. Right. Um in film and and we're going to start breaking into tv as well pretty soon as but we want to use the show as sort of a way that video games are a unique medium in presenting a story so as far as like you know player agency and choice and voice that you can use when you have a certain developer and how that changes wildly between developers how styles change and Mm -hmm. kind of dig into the meat and potatoes of that kind of stuff yeah and like you and i are like super big fans of the video game industry as a whole so we have like kind of like you know some of that inside baseball knowledge that can fuel some of like the developer discussion but we're also just game fanatics as well as we are movie fanatics enthusiasts Cinephiles. But I mean, gamophiles. We, we got interested in doing podcasts in the first place because you and I both listen to a lot of video a lot game podcasts. Of video game podcasts and, and I content, think yeah. we were always interested in having that kind of discussion on microphones as well. This is kind of like, in a way, like the, the dream. We When we first became friends, I mean, we talked about the Hannibal TV show a lot, but we also talked about video games. Yes. You know, that was kind of the inception this, of our friendship. This is our J.J. Abrams using Star Trek just to get Star Wars. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. But we're still, we still care about both. We still care about we still both. still care about both. But now... J.J. Abrams probably loves Star Trek. He uh, might like Star Wars a little bit more. Probably. Mm. Um, I, I think we're both pretty excited to start talking about video games. We've been yeah. wanting to do this for a while. I mean, we do it in our spare time anyway. We do it in our, it's mostly what we do in our spare yeah. time. So, today is going to be a little different a though. A little different. Well, it's hard to say it's a little different because it's also the first so episode. So, there's the premise of the show that we're not doing today. Today, we are on the eve of what is Nerd Christmas. We're on the eve of E3. The Electronic and, Triple. The Electronic Triple. The Electronics Entertainment Expo. Expo. Yes. The threes. The electronic three. The electronic three. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we kind of figured that if we're going to start a video game podcast, we can't really skip over, like, this is one of the most important weeks in gaming coming up. It's buzzy, and it's, I think you, the whole, like, enthusiast the industry as a whole is really yeah. always, uh, let's say that the reaction, especially for maybe longer industry vets, is maybe a little more cynical because the show has definitely had its ups and downs oh, yeah, over the definitely. years i mean there were years where e3 barely existed and this year is going to be especially crazy because this is the first year that they started selling tickets, tickets to, the public. to the public yeah which is going to be a weird thing and it's going to be interesting to see especially because at this point we don't actually know how they're going to accommodate the public on the show floor well i mean they only recently sold out their tickets oh did they did they, they finally they sell finally out? did so okay. that's also a weird thing that they had so many tickets you think they sold you know a, a shitload like what 150,000 i'm not sure the exact Is that number. number right that but seems I, really i was high. surprised that they didn't sell out like immediately i'm surprised yeah. that they were, it was such a slow burn to sell those tickets because you would think like you know 
oh, I get to, I'm, a, I'm not, you know, a journalist and or someone in the game's media or journalism. I want to go. Right. I'm just public, you know. But it's it's also interesting because over the past few years, things like PAX have gotten so big. Yeah. That it's almost like if you are not directly work Because to back it up, E3 started as a trade show for mm-hmm. the industry. So E3 is the um, the conference where developers would bring their big new releases for the upcoming year or two sometimes even sometimes further more, out but usually yeah. like the next like uh three to f- to eight quarters let's say basically so that they're giving you the rundown so it's, that you it's know for investors more for investors and for like uh companies like gamestop and best buy so they right. know what you know they can gauge interest they can see pre-release games. They can see what's in the pipeline, right. and then plan a, their retail space accordingly. Mm-hmm. It's become different, different than because that. Because games media has changed and is actually still changing. I mean, I think E three. This might be one of the last traditional E3s that we see because we already are seeing companies start to kind of do their own thing. Companies are pulling out and have been for a couple years now. Yeah, because even like Activision's like doing their own shit too, right? And then we're getting events like PSX, which are like separate conferences and things that they announce like even their own pipeline of games. And EA is doing its own events like outside of E3. They're doing the EA Play event, which I think is like right down the street in LA. Right. Um, Devolver has their own thing that happens across the street in like a food truck parking lot or something like that. So it's, you know, it's a trade show, but it's also, it's, it's been changing and it is still changing. And it also, regardless of the show and not the show, it is mm-hmm. the time that, that everybody in the industry is buzzing and talking to each other. So it is usually a time, even if com- developers are not at the show, they're putting out their shit as well. They're just throwing it onto the yeah. fire. So it's exciting. It's exciting. So like, you know, kind of long story short... Next time you tune into Talking Talking Simulator, I'll Mm -hmm. say the name right eventually, Eventually, Jack. It'll be fine. Next time you tune into Talking Simulator, we will be talking about a specific game, the story of that game, and kind of doing like a deep dive, really like chew on experience. Spoiler cast, deep dive. Yep. Where we really, you know, we we want to get into like the stories of games. More of course, like, we'll talk about like mechanics. A, more like an overdrinkers for definitely a format video for games. video games, and we're yeah. definitely going to talk about mechanics. We're definitely going to talk about developers. We're going to do that inside baseball topic talk, but we really want to focus on storytelling as a medium in video games. But we kind of figured. Uh, I was telling when I was telling Burge, founder of Story Screen, yep. about this idea today. He was just like, "Oh, an E three pre and post show. That's such a good idea because you're like buttering the bread." Wow. And I'm like, we are. Such a way with words that man has. He, he has a lot of words. He really does. And he says them all. <laughs> he says them he all. Says he them does all. not spare one. Mm-mm. So uh, let's get into it. So uh, Let's jump in. So we're just going to run down, basically, we're going to go in chronological order of the press conferences as they're going to happen. And we want to make some predictions and or just kind of talk about it. I guess it was still like, it's a pre-show. Yeah. So we'll have some predictions. We'll have some just kind of bullshitting. Shooting the shit, chopping yeah. up. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the big, and especially in recent years, the big chunk of E3 where most of the exciting announcements and surprises happen is the press conferences. Definitely. Um, and you know, Sony and Microsoft especially have been kind of vamping it up year over year, trying to compete with each other, and especially the since show. the uh, the new the most recent generation of consoles, right, or Xbox Ones. Our PS4s, right? We saw some real like dick measuring happen on the shore for, for sure. Yeah, and we saw and someone really pull ahead, and they are the best-selling console right now. We'll get into that more. Yes. But 
this is where the generally the most exciting announcements happen. So we're going to yeah. walk through these conferences and kind of give a beat by beat idea of what we think, what we hope to see, what we think we'll see. And we also want to give you guys kind of a taste of our opinions on um, this subject matter. Start talking about video games. Start talking Into about a video microphone. games. microphone. Fuck exactly. yeah. Um, so a weird thing that's happening this year is it seems like you're getting that like Black Friday creep mm-hmm. where the press conferences are just getting earlier and earlier and earlier. Because I, I remember last year was kind of a big deal that Bethesda had Sunday. And Microsoft was on Sunday. And Microsoft well, was on Sunday. Was it last year or two years ago that Microsoft had some, they had like Cirque du Soleil on a Sunday. I think that was And then they had they, their, their press conference on Monday. Why do they do weird shit like that? Fuck if I know, Why man. do they do weird shit like that? I don't like know. That? I'm not sure. Yeah. Why does anyone do anything? Why does anyone do anything? But this year, the first press conference is going to be EA Electronic Arts at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Yes. So, so it's early. It's early. That's and we're in the week, so like we're starting to get our leaks. Definitely. We're starting to get our weird things that, uh, I guess EA, we don't have like too many I mean, leaks out right now. That might be a good reason for you to push back your press conference because it's going to get out in anyway. previous years, no one has been able, been able to keep secrets going to the well, E3. Because, like, especially now that you're having the public on the floor, not that they're going to be there in the pre E3 like setup at the like the at the convention center or wherever it's being held, but right. like, you know, the minute someone sets up their booth, it's like, well, there I know what's yeah, I, I know, know what that, you're doing. That is sure uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Origins. Yes, we see you. Uh huh. We know what you're doing over there. It's a fucking Assassin's Creed game, yeah, but oh, we'll get it. there. We'll get there. Um, Ubisoft's gonna be a fun one. Um, so EA. EA has had, had a, a weird year. Some pretty well, not even a weird year. They've had some pretty tepid E3s That's the past true. couple of years. The last two E3s, they've been like, "Here's some footage of our developers in the studio looking at their computer monitors, they're definitely and not, making a video. They're game. working on it. Trust me. Even last year, they had Mass Effect Andromeda coming out this year. Basically, basically, it's a year out at that point, and they well, showed we about nothing. That game. At Nothing. E3 last year for one of their biggest games, which turned out to be more or less a flop, but meddling review, middling reviews, but also like it's a you know it's one of those games that launched that people are being beta testers for but, at this point, right? But know. that's a different conversation. Yes, the point is that EA has not had a strong showing. No, because they're not showing us anything. They're I mean, not showing um, us anything. you know, they had a good. Was it last year? We probably saw. I'm trying to remember. We probably saw. Some Battlefront 1 stuff. They might have Not shown some DLC wasn't from Battlefront. Un- well, I guess it wasn't unveiled, but it was probably a Battlefield 1. They showed Battlefield well. 1. They showed Battlefield 1, yeah. which was a big deal. And, and that game they- <laughs> ended up being like super crazy. And then they had that amazing post-show where they had all these celebrities. Did you watch this? Mm-mm. Dude, find a YouTube video of and this. just watch it. Also, you out there, viewers, because it's fucking hysterical the clips of this post show so ea brought in a bunch of like celebrities like they had snoop dogg i think they had wiz khalifa they had um um who's in the new baywatch movie what's that guy's name the rock not the rock not not <laughs> Dwayne. come on i not know Dwayne. my Dwayne. i know we, i know you know Dwayne. i know i know the Dwayne. smaller muscle one. Oh, um the white one is one of the jonas's it's no. not a jonas but it might as well be right we need to come up with this name <laughs> I could probably look it up on the technology. Anyway, they had a bunch of like celebrities show up, and um, they were all visibly so fucking high on camera. Really? <laughs> and they had all these. They had like a big like sixty four player match of Battlefield One, mm-hmm. and there are clips of Snoop Dogg literally standing there with controller in hand. Zach Efron. Zach Efron, right there you go. The smaller um, high muscle man. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, 
Snoop is standing there with controller in hand and a joint hang a lit joint hanging out of his mouth playing Battlefield 1 and just walking into a wall. Does not know what the and fuck's this, going on. This poor fucking guy that's like doing the live commentary because everything is esports now yeah. over Snoop Dogg playing this is like you really see his sense of control as he just like pushes forward into a wall and it is a good time. I think that's Weed 3. Weed 3. I'd play that Battlefield game. Battlefield, we, what if it was a Battlefield game, like Battlefield Bad Company-esque? Where uh, you could or, stop right there and I'd be excited, because Battlefield Bad Company is it's the It's super best. good. But I'm saying, like, say, this is my pitch for a Battlefield game. So we already did World War One. we're done with the past again. We're okay. done with it. So now, Next. it's similar to ba- Battlefield 4, Okay. which predates 1. Uh, math is weird math is weird in video games you know that 4 came before four, 1, one came out yes but 4 takes place after World War 1 are they in the same timeline do you know that I'm pretty sure they're in the same t- I'm pretty sure yes so we got so you know 4 is a game where it's, it's like cops and robbers in that one right Battlefield 4 Battlefield 4 yeah. no that was Battlefield Hardline is that 5 then no that's Battlefield Hardline but is that the 5th in that, well, it's not technically the fifth oh, battlefield Jesus because there have been. Christ. Yeah, I'm trying don't, to say don't try I to want, fuck with the numbers on battlefield. I want a video game where Snoop Dogg selling weed and you play as him. Wiz Khalifa has a um, like a Farmville weed phone game. That sounds great. Yeah, you know, Fifty Cent had a really good shooting game. Well, I don't know if it's really good. Blood but on he, the sand isn't Blood on the sand supposed to be pretty good? Yeah, hit that ramp, Fifty. Damn. So. So EA's had some like not so great conferences. Um, I think a lot of the reason is because I think they wanted to lean heavily the past two years. I bet you because we've known about Mass Effect Andromeda for two years, right? Yeah, Before more than that, out. I think. And we've been seeing developer diaries for that game for two years. I think they've wanted to lean more heavily into that game for a while, but like it just hasn't been ready. And then we got proven this year that it was well, not ready. They put it out like the day before the end of the quarter. So like they had to get that game. They like they could not give that they game. They could not hold any it anymore. Time. Yeah. So and they're already like doing pretty heavy patches yeah. in into that game, which is fine better than not supporting the game, but still like that game I think had deeper problems than than the what they're patching into it. But what sure. I want to see out of E3 this year, I mean, we're going to see Battlefront 2. Which looks really cool. Which, and, the, and They put out a trailer for that already. The story, I mean, we should probably talk about the story of Battlefront 2 a little bit. Sure. So, so Battlefront 1, Star Wars Battlefront 1. Uh, Which release. is not the first Battlefront game. God fucking, God damn it. That's me throwing <laughs> my glasses because I'm a nerd on the table. And that's all I got. It's um, the third Battlefront game, but the first one put out EA is by doing. DICE. Dice. EA, did, does, a, did EA not do? EA did not do the last two though, because that was by Lucas. Those were Lu- the, the yeah, Lucas, Lucas Arms Art games developed yeah. by like Biohazard Studios or something like that. I, I want right. to say. Doesn't matter. They're dead but it's now. a different team. They're canned. Yeah. They um, but the thing, so I think we can kind of sum up the kind of hive mind of Battlefront One with like the game looked amazing. It, it sounded well. amazing. It played well, but uh, it's simplistic. It but it played well. Simplistic, not a competitive shooter. Um, things like jumping into vehicles were like power ups instead of just kind of like things on the map. I want to run up to an X wing and, and hit press X, a button and, and then, then you're get in an X wing. And then I want to fly around like a crazy person. Yes. And if I crash it, that's fine. So here's my hope for Battlefield Battlefront Battlefront Two, two. Revenge of okay. the Darth. I think it's just called Battlefront 2. I know. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. I can barely keep a name straight in my head as it is. 
Um, I want to get, I want to shoot lasers at people on the ground. Please. And then I want to get in a spaceship and fly up into space and then shoot people in space. That's all I want. I do not think that will be real-time air-to-space combat. Why not? Uh, Because, um, apparently, did you ever see, like, the leaked video of, like, them doing that for the Battlefront 3... That never came Proper out. Proper game by, never came by out. LucasArts. Never yeah, and they out. figured out, they were just like, this is how you do ground to space combat. Right. And there's kind of like three tiers of like, then you're in air, then you're but in it, space. But it makes sense because even in Battlefield, you have control point, ma- I think it's called Conquest, the mode, yeah. where like you start at one control point, right? And one team is the attacker, one team's the defender. Yeah. If the attackers push back the defenders, they fall back to the next control point. But we're talking about vertically, right? Why can't you do it vertically? I... I'm not a developer. I can't tell you. I can't say why you couldn't or, or could. That's a very good point. Um, I would love that as well. I'm very interested in um, because the the main one of the main gripes, besides the one we're talking about mechanically, was Star Wars Battlefront Uno. No single player. No single player. And uh, Mitch Dyer from IGN, and I think another the guy who wrote uh, <laughs> he was from IGN. Uh, was from IGN, and the guy who wrote SOCOM or not SOCOM. Um, Gary Witta. Not Gary Witta. Gary is no, he wrote Rogue One. Uh, the guy who wrote... Fuck. It's like the game that's like starts off as like a basic shooter, then turns into like a psychological like war game towards the end of it. But he was from IGN as well, I believe. Oh, 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 oh. You know what I'm talking um, about, right? Oh, uh, fuck. God damn it. We're bad at this already. Oh, no. we No. I'm just on the spot. Keep talking. Anyway, know. so... You Spec know, ups the line. Spec Ops the line. Yes, I don't know the writer's name. I don't know the writer's name either, but he wrote that, and that game's supposed to be very good uh, narratively. Have you played it? No, I hear it's really good, It's though. pretty cool, yeah. yeah it's, it's short, but it's like a very narratively focused game, and it's, it's, it's kind of tricks um, you a little bit. Apocalypse Now, sort of. I can get down with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's really cool, so the story pitch kind of for uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is that you play as uh, a mem- the lead member of uh, Infernal Squad. Which, which is part of the Empire. Which is part of the Empire. So you play your bad protagonist, bad is girl, bad lady. Yes. Uh, her name is weird Star Wars name. Yep. That starts with an I. And Jando. Cardesian. Jan- Jando. Jando Fett. Uh, McGullicuddy. So she's a badass. Well, th- I like actually the design of Inferno Squad. It's really cool. They're kind of like a Ralph McQuarrie, like red visor eyes, all blacked out, kind of like really cool, like stormtrooper thing but she so she's like a part of the empire empire strong hard body for the empire and i think the game starts off with her seeing from she's fighting on endor and she sees like her planet explode or something like that from that fight and it kind of like incepts her even more to like hate right the rebellion or the resistance and this game actually is going to take place i believe through kind of like all three trilogies narratively of Star Wars. That would be very cool. Because I like, you know, prequels, story-wise, not too hot on. Prequels, aesthetically, sure, super hot on. Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's not actually that there's going to be more than one Star Wars game coming from EA in the future. So my hope from EA... Because Amy of, Henning right. game. So yeah, they have that. They have I think they have two other Star Wars games in the cooker because they have one from Visceral who did Dead Space I thought Visceral was the, who, the who is Amy, the team Amy working Henning with Amy one? Amy Henning I thought is Visceral no because there's another team that is doing another Star Wars game also uh, and they are because DICE is doing 
Dice is doing Battlefront. Visceral is doing another game, and, and also Amy Henning is not the visceral shit, team. Somebody else is doing a Star Wars game. Keep talking. I'll I'll look it up. So I mean, we've been hearing about a- Amy Henning left Uncharted Three, right? Ba- or Uncharted Four, basically to. Amy Henning was never on Uncharted 4, I don't think. I think she was on the beginning parts of it, was and she? then she dipped, and then um, The Last of Us guys had to kind of... Neil Drucker and... Or is it Neil Drucker? Or? Neil Drucker did lead The Last of Us, yeah. Yeah, so I think they had to kind of jump on, kind of like retool and like make the Uncharted game as we know it, Uncharted 4. But Amy Henning has been like working on this like Star Wars project for a while now, and I think this is the year that we most likely will be saying it. Like, this is kind of time. Because I believe when they first announced the deal that EA was going to be kind of, like, the first big studio to get all these, like, Star Wars IP, they were talking about Amy Henning being part of a project. And I believe, like, 2018 was, like, the date that got thrown around. Mm -hmm. So whether that gets pushed back or not, this is the year to really start hearing about whatever that game is. They apparently it's supposed to come out in 2018, so yeah. they gotta start. They gotta they have to show start. like a teaser trailer or something. I mean, even if it's holiday 2018, which like if I mean, when does like EA respawn is the other studio? But respawn is not the Amy Henning team. No, Visceral is. Visceral is. Yes, and also respawn Jade is Raymond is on that team. Jade mm. Raymond from Ubisoft fame. Ubisoft. Um, and also Kim Swift. Kim Swift. So they've got a lot of good talent there. Yes, they do. Amy Henning, I mean, like, she, you know, is a story mastermind. She did the first three Uncharted games, and they are amazing. I mean, I don't want to throw around the word perfect, but they're really, really good. Yeah, but I want to say that the Uncharted game with my favorite story is not one of the ones that she worked on. Was two? Four. Four has your favorite Uncharted story. Yep. No. Yep. Four is good, but it's bloated, dude. Yeah, but it has the most personal, like, human moments out of any Uncharted story. Yeah, but I feel like you can't have those moments without Amy Henning's kind of, like, You know building. what? We should dig into the story in Uncharted, perhaps in another podcast, because uh, we're already, well, we're doing okay. 23 minutes in. I, you have anything else for EA that you're interested in? Uh, the Star Wars game, I'm glad that you brought up the Star Wars game. I'm really excited to see gameplay of Battlefront 2. Yeah. Um, because I, I was always intrigued by the game aesthetically. I'm really excited to also hear more about the story. I'm actually way more excited for that game than I ever was about the first one. And the Amy Henning Star Wars game, I think this is this is time. I mean, I'll be hearing something. Potentially, EA could show three Star Wars games at EA. At, uh, I don't think they're going to blow their load like that. Uh, real quick... Uh, what do you think the M- Amy Henning Star Wars game is? Narratively, what do you think? Where do you think it takes place? What do you think is going on? Um, Star Wars I Underworld think kind of there's thing? There's probably going to be a guy with a lightsaber. And <sighs> I think he probably will kill some people. And he may be force sensitive. I think it's going to be the then, spiritual reimagining of Star Wars. Was it 1313? They got canceled? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that game that. looked. That game. That game looked like Uncharted. That game looked super sweet because it was like effectively like the first next generation footage so, anyone yeah. ever saw. So it was really exciting. Yeah. But I mean, the presence. But well, the premise there was could have been cool. I don't know. I think it was cool. I think we get. I think we get kind of like bogged down in some of Star Wars. I think. I think regardless, I think she's gonna kill it. Hopefully, I think she's gonna do a good job. Yeah, and hopefully, battle Battlefront. Battlefront 
2 expands yeah. on what was good about the first game and gives more like gameplay variety. Definitely. That story seems promising. Seems very cool. Um, and I would really like to see some fucking space battles. Yeah. Same. All right, so moving on. And then outside of that, outside of Star Wars, I have no idea what EA is going to show. What else do they have? Because battle, it's not the year for Battlefield. No, Battlefield uh, will be next year. Mass Effect Andromeda is out and dead. Yep, they may show like some... Special um, is not working on Dead Space. No, they may show some <laughs> like... I don't know. They might remind you that Titanfall 2 exists and has free DLC that's that game, still... That game is dead in the water. They, they just put out... Talk. They just put out new DLC recently. Yeah, because they they're not going to talk about that game. That's like that's like saying like Sony's gonna bring up the Vita at least once. Sometimes sometimes they do that in press conferences where they just say like, Oh, and this game just is still going know. strong, there's still some DLC coming out. It's like a thirty second thing. I'm not saying it's gonna be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But I am saying that EA in the past two years has had time to kill at these press conferences. And I think it would they still them to do pad out a little more. I would like to see, you know, some new IP. I do like single player proper games from EA. Um oh Dragon Age Inquisition is one of their ideas, Yeah, they right? might do another this is, Dragon Age. This is the time we would hear about it. Yeah. Because that was the launch title for New De- Next Generation, yeah. right? So this is this is the time we would hear about that game if it's brewing, did which you, I assume it is. Did you play any of the Dragon Ages? No. I heard that the one that the, the Inquisition was really good, though. I started the original Dragon Age Origins, and I started inquisition i don't think i got more than 10 hours into either of them anyone they're that just, really latched onto you they're really they're out. really like you know those are 100 hour games they so seem like, bloated you really oh well, it's not bloated, it's, it's just a, a little long game. it's an rpg it's a it's like a the witcher old, it's a or... classic ass western rpg um inquisition mate like the original origins was like really classic ass western rpg in the yeah. style of like those old Bar- Baldur's gate games and stuff like that and it's got a lot of lineage there mm-hmm. um from bioware but yeah um, Inquisition was a little bit more like you know uh, audience friendly. The one um, in between the two was not Dragon Age Two. Dragon Age Two was not, not, not held not well received. received right? It was kind of rushed. That was the problem. Uh, with that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, EA has a like when they do like kind of these like big trilogies, they have in a smart way and to their own detriment, they kind of like try to dumb down their systems. And then well, try to hybridize them. Because that's what we yeah. saw with Mass Effect 3. I mean, everything now is an RPG. Everything, everything now is an RPG. Is a yes. shooter and an RPG. Yeah. Or a com- like action comic game. Some kind RPG. of role-playing element or inventory, you know. Even with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean... is an RPG. Developers caught on to the fact that for a player it is rewarding to have character progression. That is why yes. every shooter now has taken the Call of Duty model where you are rewarded for every... Mm-hmm. You get something out of every match that you play. It's not like yeah. Counter-Strike anymore. Even Counter-Strike now, now you're getting loot boxes. And you're seeing that in all competitive Customization, shooters. Customization, whether it be aesthetic progression, or... Some sort of progression, mm-hmm. you get something out of the time that you put into it. Yeah. And that is carried over to all the RPGs as well, where you're you're building a character over the course, even if it's something like like you said, Horizon Zero Dawn. Right. So I will say, you know, just kind of a closing thought. Shout out to games like Uncharted, though, who like doesn't really. I mean, in their multiplayer, they have character progression, but in their single player, it's just we're trying to tell a story. Well, that's more characterization. Yeah, right? but I like, but I like, I feel like we're not getting as much as that, as much of that anymore. Well, we'll see. I like to have in the mixture. I like both, but I want to see. That, you know. Maybe they'll come through and Visceral will come through and you'll see something like that. I would like that. Or maybe it'll be... Um, you definitely going to be able to change the Unleashed color. again. They will not... Anyway, so Microsoft... <laughs> so no Sunday, that, yeah. yeah, Microsoft is next on Sunday. They're going to be at 5 p.m. on Sunday. So there's a big... Uh, 
Scorpion in the room. Scorpio. Scorpio. That's going to be their thing. That's it, really. I mean, they, they're... I feel like I always kind of forget that Microsoft's not really doing too hot right now. In the, they are. In the console game space. They're Listen. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. They're not going to go out of business. No, no, no. But I'm not saying are, that. As far as competing with Sony goes, they are behind. Yes. They Sony got a strong start out of the gate, and Microsoft has struggled to catch up with them, mm-hmm. largely due to the messaging that they had at their announcement. Which of, is very reminiscent of last generation, where the same thing happened, but roles reversed. Exactly. Yes. And, and you see it, like, coming out of the PS2, Xbox era, Xbox was the underdog. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 2 fucking killed it. Dominated. Set the world on fire. Yeah. Microsoft said, okay, we're going to get out of the gate early. Mm-hmm. We're going to beat Sony to the next the next generation. We're going to make an affordable console. We're going to make an affordable console, and we're going to focus on games, and we're going to put out a shit ton of games. And the yep. Xbox 360 had a fuck ton of games. And they did well. And over the course of the, life of, or the, the lifetime of the Xbox 360, the nature of, I mean, video game consoles in general changed. Mm-hmm. But, like, Microsoft really, like... They were winning. I mean, we had the longest console generation ever yeah. in that. Yeah, I time. mean, it was yeah. a 10 year cycle. Like, right. they we're not kidding about that. But uh, PS3 did eventually sell more lifelong consoles than yeah, the Yeah, but they supported it longer. I mean, yeah. I mean, Microsoft till still technically, I think, is support supporting the 360. The 360 yeah. But it, the role, like you said, the role is reversed now. Yeah, because, I mean, PS3 had really bad messaging. Because, they were like, get a second job to buy this. Yeah, right. Everyone because they like, count 599 US dollars. Yep. Another great E3 moment. Uh-huh. Um, and Sony realized that they made a lot of mistakes with the PS3 and came into the PS, the next generation, basically doing the opposite of what they did. What, uh, basically what... Learning from what, Microsoft. Exactly. Yeah, from and, last generation. Uh, they came out strong. They had a cheaper price point. They didn't have any of the fucked up messaging that Microsoft had about mm. being all, always online, which they they backpedaled on but never really recovered from. No. Um, Especially with the Kinect and like all the people shit talking about. The that. Kinect was a whiff. Yeah. And, yeah. and Sony just really killed it out of the gate with the PS4 and they're still doing really well. They're selling the shit out of these things. Oh, yeah. But now it's getting... 50, in- 50 million units? I don't know the exact numbers, but a lot. Yeah. But now it's getting interesting again and it's also getting kind of muddy because... It's getting weird because now we're in... So we're now fast forward to 2016, 2017 where we have our mid-generation technology cycles with our phones... We right. have our iPhone S models. Right. We have our mid-tier models that are, that are supposed to kind of bridge the gap between two major consoles. Mm-hmm. So from when this new generation started to right now, we we're getting uh, the first one being PS4 Pro. Right. Which is largely, I'm not, I'm not going to say a flop, but you know, it, it's it, had, a, it had trouble, I think, finding who that console's for. It's a weird space because... Yeah. If you already own a PS4, a PS Pro probably isn't for you unless you have a 4K TV. And that's the thing. That's like a huge asterisk to this. It's like the PS Pro came out promising better frame rates for most games and 4K 4K resolutions. And then HDR is on both PS4 and PS Pro. They they patch oh. HDR back into PS4. Okay, that's good then. But like, but if you don't have a 4K TV, it's so purely aesthetic. And it's like... not really for you. And the thing is, like, they they knocked down the PS4 price to 2.99, and PS Pro took over the 3.50. No, 3.99. But I think it's going down to 3.50 over the course of E3, if I'm not mistaken. It's gonna have to. And I think the regular or the the PlayStation 4. 
Yeah. S is that the smaller version? Uh, the sl- there's slim, a slim model. Slim, slim. The slim yeah. model, yeah. That's gonna be two fifty. Yeah. So th- I have a feeling it's two fifty now because I got mine. I you know I'm a I'm a new little PS4 Slim adopter. I uh-huh. got it this past. Well, you Christmas. had an Xbox One. Before. I had an Xbox One. Yeah. Um, I got a PS4 Slim and it was uh, two fifty and you got entire bundle with it. That's a good deal. That's a fucking great. That's deal. That's a great deal for that console. And the thing is, yeah. like, it's a great console. It's become this new new weird stopgap that is for a niche audience that. You know, out of the gate, when these consoles launched, PlayStation had the marketing, we have the stronger console. Because yeah. technically, hardware-wise, PS4 was a little had a little bit of an edge over mm. Xbox One. Now, now Sony's but that's got... that's like still marketing speak. It's all how you optimize a yeah, game. But like, to be fair, like in they practice... They had better deals. But in practice, there were some third-party titles that launched on both consoles that did perform a little bit better on, on PS4. Fair. And I do think PS4 had better, like, um, uh, like Destinies in the Bed with with Sony this time. Right. You there know, are or, there like, are the exclusives. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Microsoft had a year-long exclusive with, with Tomb Raider. And Call of Duty. Well, and, I mean, the uh, No, Call of Duty has now gone it's over not Sony. Sony, but, like, all of the 360 the, generation. The point is... Yes. Microsoft and Sony have been at each, have been in fierce competition as they should be, yes. and now are trying to edge each other out because now Microsoft is going to release Scorpio, and it seems like what they're what they're going to attempt to do because they keep really touting the because this is the most powerful console. There's a slim version of the Xbox, more right? Already, that, yeah, which is on par. But the thing that thing is already on par with the PS4 Pro. The slim Xbox is not on par with PS4. It doesn't Pro. do what it already does. No. It's similar, isn't it? Doesn't I think it'll it play like DVDs in 4K, but it does not actually play games. It is no oh, really? the, the slim Xbox One is no power, no more powerful than the regular Xbox One. Mm. I think it, the pro, the processor might be like a hair faster, but it's but not it on the same matter. level as the PS4 Pro. Okay, but Scorpio is looking to kind of Scorpio is by the specs faster than PS4 Pro, right? And Microsoft keeps touting this as the most powerful console, console ever made. Yeah. But the question still comes in, like, who is this for? Because and what does that even mean? What does it get you? Because yeah. the problem with the PS Pro is that cons- um, developers are still hamstrung by having to release their game for regular PS4 owners. Yeah. So they can only do so much to optimize their game for PS Pro. Like their frame rate might be better. They might have higher resolution. But at the end of the day, it's not going to make any difference to the actual game that you're playing. Right. Aside from frame rate and resolution, which to some people is important. But I think to the broader market, like, you know, if you already have a PS4, are you really going to buy a new console just to get maybe 10 frames? No. Probably not. Well, unless you're like someone who's in the industry. If you don't have a PS4. This is an interesting place to jump into. Probably don't buy a regular PS4. Buy a Pro. Unless you really don't care and you want to save 100 bucks on the Slim. Then, yeah. But for Microsoft's case, it, it seems like they want to have a system that is more capable than their current one. But that's only going to splinter your market. And then where do developers go with that extra power? And Jack, let me ask you this. What is the thing that brings people to either console side. What is the the core thing that makes me like, well, I'm interested in this thing, so I'm going to get PS4. Or I'm interested in this thing, I'm going to get Xbox. Exclusives. Exclusives. Exactly. And which one of these guys are really suffering to get some exclusives out there? Both, honestly, if you ask me. Well, that's valid. Because Sony is having... I mean, when we get to the uh, Sony press conference, we'll have a bit more to say about that. But I do think, you know, there's more in the public ether 
with Sony. We kind of know what's more in the pipeline, even though Sony has a Sony does a really bad job of getting those games done. Well, I, that we're going to talk about that more when yeah. we talk about Sony because exactly. I have a lot to say about that. Yeah, because I remember that conference pretty well. I was well, screaming on your let's couch. get that. Let's get that. Let's get there next. But let's talk about Microsoft because we haven't actually talked about Microsoft's no. press conference. We're talking about at Scorpio all. because it is going to be a big focus, though. Right, it's going to be mostly. I, I think if you're Microsoft. You you have a pretty fucking tricky situation to work yourself. You can't into just talk about Scorpio because, because those your Xbox One early adopters are not going to jump ship. Well, you need to yet. you need to justify Scorpio, and at the same time say to your base that already owns an Xbox One, mm-hmm. we're not going to leave you in the dust. These games are still going to be cool for Xbox One. So how do you do? How do you say this game is going to be so much better on Scorpio, but at the same time say? Oh, but you're also going to be able to play it too, Xbox yeah. One owners. It's hard because, like, you know, I think that's why Sony got a lot of flack for doing a whole press conference separate from PSX and separate from E3 for PS Pro. And they got a lot of flack because everyone was just like, you guys had a whole conference where we all had, this is in the games media, where we all had to, like, come out and, like, do this and, like, see this conference where you're showing us this console that we don't really fully understand who it's for. Right. But they didn't have to deal with the confusing messaging at E3 right. or at PSX. They kind of got out of the way. To do this at an E3 for Microsoft well, is... There's a lot of buzz about all other kinds of shit going on. The yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's it's hard. And I think you're right. It's, they're going to have a really hard, like, messaging thing. And also, like, I think Microsoft is just kind of confusing right now. Because I, like, I, I don't have an Xbox One anymore. Um, but, like, I know that, like, if I get a game... For my Xbox, I can also have it on my PC if I were to have right, one. which is what I care about because I also, also don't have, have an Xbox PC. right now, but I do have a PC. So you that have will access run to just about anything. Yes, and it's that's been cool. Like I played Forza Horizon Three on my PC, and that was cool. Gears of War Four is pretty cool too. I had a dream a couple months ago because everyone loves when when you talk about your, your dreams that they put out <laughs> the Halo Collection on PC. Master Chief Collection. It's not on PC. It's not on PC. It's only on Xbox One. But like, if they just came out like. Boom. Uh, uh, we're really proud of our Xbox Anywhere initiative on PC, but uh, there are a few that got lost in the fold. Here's Halo Collection on PC. That would be tight. Have you played the remastered Halo 2? No, I have not. Dude, it's fucking gorgeous. I don't have an it's, Xbox. I know, it's really cool, though. I don't know if you had a friend who had an Xbox who would let you come over and I play I did it. have a friend who had an Xbox who doesn't have it anymore. Well, my little brother has it now. Okay. Okay? Well, maybe I'll, we need to maybe fight I'll, about this right now? Maybe I'll get your little brother's number. We'll, we'll hang out. He just went to prom. He looked very handsome. I'm sure he did. He did. God damn it. Um, so, so I guess, like, you know, they're going to talk about Scorpio. That's going to be confusing. I mean... But you, the thing is, they need games they need to games. sell Scorpio. And, like, they need games to sell Xbox as a brand yes, still. Agreed. The brand is in trouble. So, I don't... I, you want to make some predictions? You want my predictions? Let's hear your predictions. Let me hear it. Well, I would really love the Halo thing to happen. That would be literally a dream come true. That would be nice. Um, but I think now is the time that you'll probably see another Tomb Raider game with probably with some they squeeze, had They had the time. exclusive time to Xbox first and then PS4. Right, and right? it's been a few years since that game came out. I mean, it was a Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Is the Rise new... of the Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. No, that, they, 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 they leaked. They did leak that, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, let me change that. They will definitely show that game. Coming down the pipeline. Um... I think now is the time to show Crackdown again. Well, and that Crackdown might be a good way to sell, sell Scorpio, Scorpio. Yeah. because their whole pitch was Crackdown 3 is going to be on Scorpio. Ago. Well, Crackdown 3 10 years when they ago. showed Crackdown 3 originally, they yeah. were like, oh, all our de- destruction shit is so crazy that we need to render it in the cloud 
because otherwise it's we won't remember that. And, yeah. now, and now no one cares about, no one talks about the cloud anymore. No, so shit, now right? I think they're going to say, oh, that cloud blew away. So here's Scorpio <laughs> to render all this crazy shit for but Rackham. then, But then, Jack, what does Average Joe Xbox One fat owner do? When, Not that the owner's when fat, Average the Joe Xbox is fat. Blows up a building in Crackdown 3 on his regular Xbox. It looks like man- Minecraft. And... <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Average Joe. It'll still blow up, but it's just not going to look as good. It won't look good. I mean, and you can see that because they have moved... Both Sony and Microsoft have more so emulated PC hardware with their new consoles. Yes. Like, the architecture of these consoles... More closely resembles PC hardware, which makes them like easier to develop on. And you can look at any like yeah. any PC game has been doing this since the beginning of time, where you can have low settings or high settings, and you, the, the game is going to look totally different. Right. You can still get a game to run just fine. It's just not going to look as sharp. Right. And that might be what we see Microsoft do, which is still a fucking bummer for the people who already own an Xbox and Agreed. are going to have to play Crackdown Three. That looks like Minecraft. I'm sorry. I don't think it'll look exactly like Minecraft. But it probably will not look as good. I actually have it on good authority that it's going to look identical to Minecraft. Oh, yes, you have an inside scoop. You have the inside just, scoop. Yes. You have the mm-hmm. inside scoop on the, yep. on the uh, Scorpio. He's going to say, hello, agent. There's a creeper over there or something. I don't Is know. Is that the name of the... I, I probably, never played the original Crackdown. I have a little brother. Oh, I'm talking about Minecraft. Oh, you're still talking Fucking shit. Crackdown's like... You're a superhero who collects orbs, right? Crackdown was... I'm right. Did you play... I didn't say the first one. Saints Row the Third... Uh, I think forward. I played it a little bit. Is that the one that got like released for free like every other month? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, then yeah. I don't know. Crackdown was like a I big open really world game Crackdown. with superpowers before that really became more of a thing. And, and you had a customizable fun. dude or dudette. Who it was you, fun yeah. to run around and jump up buildings and stuff like that. But I feel like this this game, better Crackdowns have existed. Better flavors of Crackdown have existed over time now. Sure. Right? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so, okay, do you have any more predictions? Oh, yeah, more predictions. Yes. Um, I would like to see at least a teaser for the next Halo game. I think it's about time for that because there's going to be another Halo you game. You heard they that. said they're not, Bungie said they're not announcing. Halo, Halo 6 will not, will not be. Good thing Bungie doesn't develop Halo anymore. Fuck you. Uh, 343 Industries. Sorry, listener, who just called me a fake nerd. And fuck you because I'm a real nerd and sometimes I drink during these podcasts. Yeah, always. 343 said that they uh, Halo 6 will not be at the press conference. Well, that sucks. But 343 is in charge of Halo in general, so there could be a Halo property there. Halo 6 is not going to be at E3, because we're skipping to Halo 7. John Locke. Everyone's John Locke. Uh, everyone else is it. Is John Locke's name John Locke or is it just Locke? John Locke is from Lost. Yeah, but Locke is the bad. Sp- is the is the well, other every, in, 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 in Halo, Halo universe? Everyone, every male is named John. Oh, mm-hmm. well, no, I, that's not entirely. Every Spartan true. three is named John. They rename you John when you become a Spartan. Oh, right. They're like, here's your here's your helmet. Here's now your green your suit. Your new name is John your Spartan. Your name is John Spartan. Uh, you can go stand near John Spartan one one seven. One one sixteen, and that one, and two, and two. Why haven't everyone else? They're dead. They're dead. We send dead. them on really crazy missions. I, I I did not play Halo five five Halo yes. five campaign wise. This is my quick review. Halo five campaign. Yeah. Fart noise. Poop Halo five mechanically multiplayer wise, ten out of ten. Really fucking good. Cool. Warzone's really cool. 
Gameplay is really cool. The game plays awesome. Story bad, which sucks because story like Halo stories are usually I mean, I liked, pretty good. I liked Halo 4's campaign. The story totally lost me. But apparently, like those, they need to like dial it back with those stories because the last couple of Halo stories. It's too late have, now. If, <laughs> yeah, but it's too late. They're too too deep, dude. Man, in this new trilogy, they're too deep. I always liked the Halo lore, but it's definitely gotten away from them. I think I so too. Think I think it, when three four three took over, they were like, "We want to blow it up," kind of. Right. Where that's not like people wanted. People I think liked these war stories that took place in this alien world, and then we had the comic books, the books, the external media. Right, but eventually, in the gaps. at the end of the Master Chief saga, you lost the original Master Chief trilogy. You lost the conflict with the Covenant because he beat the Covenant. Right. So like then they had to kind of flounder for other sources of I mean, you're still fighting the covenant, so, yes because yeah. there's still like cells of the covenant that right. are bad but but the prometheans are a real annoying enemy yeah they're not that they're fun a little bit to better fight. in five but in four they were awful they were awful i hated fighting them um so sorry to debunk your halo prediction even though everyone could just be lying because that's the thing about people in the video game industry it's a very secretive industry they're liars yeah they're liars they'll tell you whatever until you're wrong that's good we're gonna start an, uh, a video game podcast and we're shit on everyone. all the industry before we even get started they are just being liars because they want to surprise and delight you because they and it's, will which work it's very hard it's hard to do yeah. because everything leaks now yeah everyone's trying to get in there okay um, so those are mine other? i think i want to see more below i hope they finally show below and be like and it's coming out. Below is um, a 2D um, cool pixel art looking game from Cappy Studios that's going to be uh, like sort of like a roguelike, kind of like Hyper Light Drifter, but I think... It sounds what, like 10 different indie games I'm already thinking It about. is, but like Cappy is, is a developer that has been, was like kind of at the forefront of like the new wave of indie games. Okay. Um... They their their first big hit I want to say like indie hit at least in my mind they because they did a lot of games for a long time right. but um was called Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery oh I've heard of that yeah okay which just their games have like a lot of charm a lot of style they also yeah. put out um Super Time Force I didn't play that but it also sounds familiar yeah okay so below looks cool yeah and that's a Microsoft exclusive it's also on PC but. Mm. So, uh, my predictions, real quick, I think that we will get a Halo IP or Halo product revealed at E3, being movie, comment, or probably not comment, some kind of media. Hey, Robbie. Yeah. It's not going to be a movie. It's not going to be a movie. I know. But some kind of maybe, like, show and or thing. I think Halo will be bleh, like Someone will puff, say Halo. Someone will say Halo. Someone will puff out Halo. It will, the word will be said. Okay. Um, I think that they got to talk about Sea of Thieves at least release date. Oh yeah, that right. game needs that to come game out. looks cool. That game looks cool. They, I think, need to position it a little better than they did last year by just having like here's a bunch of annoying YouTubers doing it. Right. So you know, I think I don't think we need another gameplay demo, but they just they're gonna have to give us a release date for sure. Um, and I also think so. I think we might get some kind of Marvel exclusive title to Microsoft. Being that mm. Sony has Spider-Man, and there's been the recent uh, Square Enix acquisition of some Marvel properties. Somebody is making an Avengers game. Someone's making an Avengers game. Eidos Montreal Enix. is making an Avengers and game. And Eidos Montreal is and... under Enix, right? Yes. Yes. So, 
I wouldn't be surprised if either on their short show floor they announce it and it's exclusive, and or they just get the you announcing know, rights. Uh, if, uh, if, if, if Microsoft is just like, hey, on Scorpio, you get to play as all the Avengers and fuck shit up. Yeah, if, guess who's buying my, that console? My point is, if there's if there's an exclusive, Microsoft is going to have it at their press conference, not just on the show. Oh, floor. oh, yeah, for sure. But you know what I mean? Like, I think so. I think we might see. I think that might be a weird trick up their sleeve. We might see some weird Marvel That'd property. Be cool. I mean, be Sony announced Spider Man at the, their press conference last year, right? Which they have not uh, shown. Which we'll get to. I, I think they. I think they confirmed that they will be talking about it this year. We'll talk about it soon. Yeah. Um, in terms of like other, I mean, like I I agree with you. I think they're gonna. They. I mean. I think they have to talk about Crackdown. Yeah. There's a lot of things with Microsoft where I'm just kind of like, okay, you guys kind of have to do this. It's just weird that, like, if they're trying to push a new powerful console, it's too soon for a Gears, and it's too soon for a Halo. Is it too soon for a Halo? It's a little too soon for about. It's getting there. Uh, I think we're another year out. It's hard for me to say because I didn't play Halo 5, so it might seem like it came out longer ago to me than I think Halo 5 was like 2015. It's usually every three years. Okay, okay, okay. So next year. I think next next year I'm positive we're going to hear about Halo 6. I hope so. I'm down with that. Um, And I hope I can play it on my personal computer. I would assume you could. Can you not play Halo 5 on your computer? No. So weird. Yeah. So strange. They released a separate forge mode on computer. So you can so you could build maps and play like custom games can with you be friends. A Spartan in yeah, them? Yeah, you can oh, play yeah. like you could play the mechanics of Halo five. But you cannot be But there's no matchmaking, there's no like competitive, there's no game modes other than like game modes so you that you make. Weird ass neuter it also is free. Yeah. Is weird. That is very strange. They also put out that weird Forza thing. Oh, I'm the, I'm sure they'll oh, show Forza. a new Forza. That goes over my head because I'm yeah. not. You like those games though. I like the Horizon games just because okay. they're they're more fun. I don't really mess with the like proper Forza games as much. Do you think that? Um, I don't think we'll get a what the fuck is that game called? Sunset Overdrive sequel, but you think maybe that developer that would be a fun surprise. That would be a great surprise because that game's cool. Well, you ever Insomniac, played Sunset Overdrive? Insom- Insomniac is doing Spider Man. Oh, so I guess we wouldn't. I mean, they they could have another team. They working on they've that. done multiple games at once. Yeah, before, yeah. so that'd be really cool. I would. I just think like you know, I think I think what Microsoft needs to do and what their plan might be is that we're going to get some surprises, much like they how PS4 to. like really kind of held their big stuff behind closed doors until they got last year's press conference to kind of like blow us away back to back to back to back to back. Whether yeah. those games are coming out or not, we'll see. But I think Microsoft is going to have some really big IP. That they're they're holding on to some shit. I really think they're keeping their cards close to their chest. Phil Spencer is a really smart dude, and since he's taken over the helm of Microsoft, he's only been doing good things. He's definitely righted the ship that was going in the wrong oh, fucking yeah. direction. Oh yeah. So I think, you know, we'll see. Um any closing thoughts on Microsoft? Yeah, man, they need to have some surprises because they had a couple exclusive games in the chamber that seemed to have not panned Scalebound. out. Like Scalebound didn't pan out. Done. Uh, Phantom Dust is still up in the air. They just put out a free version on PC that's and Xbox. Not, that's not good. That's though. a re- yeah, but it's a yeah. remake of it's like a re-release of the original game. Yeah, that's a niche thing. That's definitely not for me. Probably not for you. No, but like another exclusive, especially like a weird Japanese one, would be good for them because especially like. They're weird Japanese. They've never well, been... they've never been good in Japan. They've no. never sold a lot of consoles in Japan. But there are also fans of Japanese games in the US. Yeah. And they would probably be interested in some exclusive games on Xbox. Yeah. I think they uh you know, I like I like Microsoft. I like their fucking controller. I think it's one of the best controllers yeah. next to this generation. 
Besides that, I, I want them to succeed. Competition's always good for the market. I want them to do good things. Yeah, definitely. You know, I want games to be good. Yes. And I want there to be good games. Yes, we're and not. Especially Microsoft, if you're going to put your games on PC, put on some good games. Yeah, and we're not fanboys, but Nintendo Switch is the best console ever made. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, next up is Bethesda. Right, so Bethesda is going to be Sunday night at 11 o'clock. Guys... We're gonna be in bed. Well, they're gonna be. They're in LA, so they're. It's gonna. What be time is it? Like it's like nine. It's then minus still. three. Eleven minus three. Eleven minus three is seven. Nope. Mm, six. Mm, that's the wrong direction. I'm it's going, earlier than eleven. I'll tell you that. It's de- okay. So, so early, don't at, have at, time to go to bed. At earlier than eleven o'clock, they'll be talking about. Well, I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be tucked in. You're gonna be tucked, yeah, yeah. You're gonna be tucked in in bed. I'm gonna be snoozing. Luckily, they'll be live streaming on whatever your phone does. So you just watch. You just glue that bad bad sucker to your fucking head. I can just bring it in with me. Technology is everywhere. The screen. Just tell me. Just tell me on Monday. Whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I'm actually excited for Bethesda. Bethesda. I mean, their conferences are always cool because they give us a lot of like surprises. Even though, if I can just ask, how do you feel about Bethesda's like? kind of like review policy this past year not good i don't feel good about it either but i also don't have to review games and i'm never we, in a hurry so, to buy them so i guess it doesn't affect us that much but it's just it, but I, it, 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 it is, feels anti-consumer it is not we good. are consumers yeah it's not good for yeah. consumers and it 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 worked for them with doom because doom was a really good game which is why they fucking did that but it did not work for them with prey because prey was a broken game well, until they had to beta test their fix for it prey is is Good. is a good game it's a good game it had technical problems it that launched... stopped reviewers that probably would not have had the same sort of experience if they had time before release to look at the game yes so I, you know it's I don't know it's not good um, it definitely the only reason I bring okay, it up is to, because from last year to now I have a bad taste in my mouth to preface this for people who, are, who don't know Bethesda now has a has a policy for their games where they are not providing pre-release copies to press outlets so they yeah. can be reviewed. So like your GameStops, your, your GameSpots, your IGNs. Normally reviewers get their hands on the Polygon. game early to enough time to review it, make a thing and usually games have embargoes, meaning that uh, at a certain point, maybe the day before a game or the day of a game or even a week before a game comes out kind of depending on the confidence that the developer has in said game, the reviewers Generally, are allowed yeah. to post their review. Right, um, Bethesda has kind of been like, everyone has access to our game, consumer, reviewer, and otherwise at the same time. That's the statement they made, which is bullshit because... Because YouTubers and because, other people right, like that. Unless you're an influencer, when, in which case, if we know that you're really excited about this game, we can see from your your output, yeah. what, from your channel or whatever, that you're going to be excited about this game, like... They started doing this with the Skyrim re-release, right. right? I think that was the first game. I think was so. that the first game? No, I thought, I thought no, it was Doom. Maybe I think Doom. Doom is the yeah. first one. But they did it with the Skyrim. They released the statement around the time of the Doom Skyrim. Was out, and then they brought that up, and it was like, what? Right, right. Is because Doom going to be bad? They didn't, and Doom was not bad. They didn't talk about it before Doom, but they did it that way, where they just yeah. released the two press outlets the day of. But... With Sky, the Skyrim re-release, they said they made a statement that we want everybody to have. It's just fair. Everybody yeah. has the game at the same time. But then you had people on YouTube that are big Skyrim YouTubers that had it two weeks in advance. Right. So it's like bad for consumers, and obviously they are just trying to get only positive buzz from their games, yeah. which is just not. 
It's anti-consumer. It's shitty. At the end of the day. And the thing is, like, you know, as consumers in capital society, we vote with our wallet and we vote with our dollar. And if we don't agree with something or want to buy something part and parcel, that's up to us. But hey, that's honestly, from me to you, listeners, don't pre-order games. Yeah. Don't, don't do, do that. You might have heard of this from other people. We're not, you know, we're just a couple of Joes. But in our first episode, we're going to say to you. Do not pre-order Don't games. Don't pre-order games. You see that fancy season pass where you can get all the Batman skins? Say no. Just say no. Just say no. You'll get them eventually. You'll get them. And you can buy them for 50 cents each. You can so, buy the Batman Beyond one you want instead of buying all the shitty ones. Who cares about Earth 1 Batman? All right, Who cares about Earth Batman? Who cares about Earth 1 Batman? Who wants that skin? I don't care. I want Batman Beyond Batman. Okay. Period. That's it. All right. What are you doing, Rocksteady? Okay. Okay. You done? I'm I'm sorry. Last year, Bethesda had a pretty cool press conference, I thought. This year. And that's the thing about the the review policy. I'm not happy about it, but Bethesda is really coming into their own stride with, like, releasing some pretty awesome games. Because when they first started as a publisher, not great games. No. Remember Wet? No. I don't remember Wet. Of course you don't. I, you know, Bethesda only really started coming into my kind of peripheral... With games like Skyrim, which I didn't, I did not play till very late. Um, Fallout, which I never played. Um, dude, what Bethesda games have I played? Now that I think about it, I love Dishonored. Dishonored is cool. Dishonored is cool. I really like Dishonored. Dishonored Two is also cool. Didn't finish it, but did they do any it. DLC for Dishonored Two? Not yet. So they, maybe they'll talk about that. Probably. Actually, that's a really good point. Uh, they probably will talk about Dishonored Two DLC. Um, I think we're going to hear about Wolfenstein. I think they're going to announce. I think they're going to announce. This is the time to do it. Which and I'm, I'm that, for. That first Wolfenstein is cool. It's really cool. It's, cool. it's a good it's game. A, it's a, a little, really good story. Yeah, it's they a handle little, sex in a way that you'd never see well done in yeah. video games. I also had cool DLC where it was like a prequel story. Yeah. Um, the only thing about that game that was like kind of weird is that it was in the in between generation phase because it was released right. on both. And that never is good for. That's why you know, I never understood why people like uh, why Bungie when they release Destiny, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna release this game that's supposed to last for five years, and it's gonna be trapped on like five different platforms multi generationally." It's like that's not what anyone wants. Yeah, well, and they, it's not good for you. They pivoted on that one, so yeah. Um, I I My think a new board. Wolfenstein could be really really cool. I think and it, I, I think it will be cool. I'm um, I'm excited for that. I think they're gonna. They teased it last year. It was in their in their like press release ish. There were like they did like, an like int- a cool intro thing that was like a throwback to old like id soft games. Yeah. Um, and they also announced Quake last year. I was just about to say Quake is so probably going to get shown. Quake has been in beta for a while now. So it's people out are there. Playing it? are people, people are playing it. Yeah. Are they, is the buzz positive? Pretty negative? positive, I would say. Okay. So I I almost have a feeling since they've been in they've done some open betas now for a little bit. I kind of have a feeling they might say at the press conference, and Quake is Quake Champions is now available. Ah, uh, one of those. I do like those. Or Quake Champions is available in a week well, or two the thing, weeks. The thing about Bethesda is that they are the kings of being like, hey, here's this thing. It's coming out in two in months. two months. Fuck you. Yeah, and they did we that. We actually keep secrets. They did of. that with Fallout 4, and it was and crazy. it worked out and really that was, well. That was it worked their, out really, really well. I want to say that was their first press conference that they did that. I think so. And they were like, here's 15 minutes of Fallout 4. Before anyone says anything about Skyrim, you ain't gonna see it. Not this year. Well, it's not gonna be called Skyrim. That's well, I know what called... you mean, but like, it's not gonna be Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. What the fuck? Elder Scrolls. Actually, I think you're wrong. You think you're gonna... That's Jack Kolodzewski coming at you. Because they're going to show Skyrim 
Ooh. on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for that game. We'll get to Nintendo in a, se- in a little bit. But, but I think you're not going to see that in Nintendo's press conference. You're going to see that at Bethesda's pr- press conference. I don't know. I think in the time... Okay, hear me out. I think in the time that Bethesda was planning this conference, I don't know how much faith they had in the Switch. Because, you know, the gears... Jack, the gears and the, Dude, the switch have has been, been turning hot since it came out. The switch has been hot since it came Bethesda out. Bethesda had plenty of three, time. three months ago. Yeah, how long are these gears spinning, my boy? Skyrim has been out for like ten fucking years. They could put together a trailer for Skyrim. They're working on it. It's not out on the switch, so I don't know how long it takes them to do. I anything. think they're going to set. I think show it's, it's coming out. Soon. They're going to show a short trailer mm-hmm. and give you a release date. That's all. It's not. They're not going to show a demo or anything like that. But okay. I I would like that. I would play Skyrim on my Switch, but I want to see some Switch love I at some wanna, of these third-party developers. Yes, that would be. We really would cool. like that because we are. Before we get to Nintendo, we are Switch fans. We both have Switches. We are posy Switchies. We're we're pro Switch, pro thumbs up. But I think I think Skyrim on Switch would be cool if it runs because I have a feeling or if it's, it's also going the, to run and look like trash. It also. It has to be like the up-res new version of it, right? They never no, said I it was. I think was. they're going to have a hard time getting the original version to run well on the Switch. Well, it didn't run that well in the first place, right? No, it didn't run. I, go back and play uh, I played the I played the, re, I played the remaster. I'm putting in quotes because it just added more like blur um, on my Xbox One. Which I'll just, I mean, like, I've never played Skyrim before. So I was enjoying it. Right. Um, you didn't play it for very long. You no, didn't talk about it very much. I was enjoying it. I was playing it every night. Um, but then I like I don't know. I like I moved. I left my me and my me and my younger brother. We shared our Xbox One. When well, I that's left, right. you bought Skyrim for Xbox. Yeah. So oh. when I left my parents' house to live on my own, I left my brother with the Xbox because who's going to take handy from a baby? Mm-hmm. He's seventeen. Um, but I'm that's not going to take. Life, that's a life lesson he could learn at seventeen. That's true. Like, what if I took his Xbox? I'm taking get a, get a fucking Sometimes job. life takes things away get from you. Get a fucking job. So yeah, I'm not gonna. So I wasn't gonna do that. But uh, but I, I wasn't. I didn't love it enough to rebuy it on my PS4 because there's mm-hmm. like other things to do. And I had also, to rebuy Metal Gear Solid Five. Also, it was sixty dollars yeah. when they released that thing. If That's they put a it out, lot. if they put it out for sixty dollars on Switch, with the, which they're going um, to, I'm probably not gonna buy it. I'm gonna think about it because I love having shit on my Switch. But yeah, me too. But I know. But that is the kind of single player experience that I'm I'm looking for on the Switch. And I would love if Bethesda could give some extra love to it. That would be cool. Um, that being said, I mean, I don't really know what else Bethesda really has up their sleeve. So I do. We've, we've I said Quake. A, we've said Wolfenstein. Dishonored 2 DLC. Dishonored 2's DLC. There's got to be more shit, though. Something. They're going to oh, say the, Skyrim. Did you hear, did you hear the, the rumor about the mysterious new IP that they're working on? A new IP would be super cool. I think that's coming out. It looks very single player-y, which is okay. fine with me. Sure. Um, I wish Prey was better, though. Prey seemed cool. Listen, Prey is for a very it's particular audience. audience yeah. It is that kind of game. It is your System Shock kind of game, which for as much as you like Dishonored, I feel like you should maybe give Prey I a should. Shot, I could try the... The thing is, Dishonored 2 I wasn't as in love with, but I didn't want to bring that up because I started Dishonored 2 like an idiot playing as Corvo... Your yeah, character. that was a mistake. Instead of playing as Emily, it was all the that new was, shit. Yeah, right. What so I wasn't doing? like super into it because I was like, I've done all this before. Right. My idea was like, I wanted to get all the Corvo, because when you do the Corvo run through, you get the Corvo powers, you can bring it to the Emily, do one through part two. I didn't even want to finish the game. 
Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's rare for me to finish a game once, more or less. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do in, doing the Uno. I began in, uh, two days ago. I'll get there. I'm pick. I'm in the. I'm in the forest, dude. Picking mushrooms all day long. I don't have time for Yannick. I can't. I. What do you mean? Okay, this is the whole purpose. I exist. Going to be the Hyrule chopped champion, Robbie. That is not Zelda. Is trapped in a castle, dog. She's been there for a hundred years. What's Her power another? is waning. All right, we'll get there. Anything mm. else to say about Bethesda? Not much. Um, I think. I think it's gonna be a fun conference. I think. Uh, I think I'm going to lean into more of what we just talked about and not anything too surprising. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of par for the course for them. But hey, a cool surprise announcement. Listen, they got something coming out holiday, though. That goes for everything. True. Surprises will be cool. Obviously, we can't guess surprise new IPs. Okay. But okay. they're welcome. Yeah, we won. I'm happy to see them. Yeah. So next is going to be, and I don't think we're going to talk long about this. But I don't the, have a, uh, I, don't PC, ha- I don't have one of these. The PC gaming show is at 1 p.m. on Monday. What is the first conference on? Thing, Last year it wasn't much. Like they showed some stuff, but it's like not. It's a lot of stuff that's like there's not going to be a big heavy hitter announcement. Is that in something this. where like Battlegrounds gets shown? Like no. a game like like but no, no. And that's kind of the weird thing about PC gaming now is it's not like there are any major AAA exclusives. I think maybe they showed Dawn of War three at the PC gaming show Ooh, last year. I mean, who really? Yeah, it, nerds, whatever. I mean, nerds get like it. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, we're all friends here. Um, <laughs> if it's not shown anywhere else, I really want to see Cyberpunk by CD Projekt. Uh, that is the Witcher developer, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, um, Cyberpunk um, is a game that they announced. I was going to say, do you think it uh, I think exists? when I was a baby? And, yeah, I think when we were born, they announced, um, they're like, after The Witcher 3 comes out, which you guys don't know dick about, yeah. we're also going to come out with Cyberpunk um, 2077? 2077, yeah. that sounds right, yeah. So no, is that, isn't that that Blade Runner 2077? Uh, if it is, I don't think I'm wrong by assuming that this game is called that. Whatever. I It looks cool. Cyberpunk. The Witcher 3 is one of the best games ever made. Cyber, um, CD Projekt Red are fucking wizards when it comes to development. I think I would be way more into this kind of... Because you, you've pitched to me Witcher before, and the story sounds very interesting, but it seems like a lot to comb through to get to the nuggets I'd be super interested in. No. Mm-mm. Mm. Because the thing that's appealing to me about The Witcher 3 okay. is every random NPC you talk to, every side quest you do has an attention to detail in writing that you don't really see very often. Okay. Because every side quest that you do, even if it's a small little nugget, like the writing, there's attention in that writing. It's not just like, oh, go kill five gremlins. It's like, oh, well, children are disappearing in the forest and there's a weird noise at night. Like, can you go check that out? Can you go check out, check this out? Or like, oh, um, my wife disappeared um, she was with this guy, blah, blah, blah. You find out the guy's a werewolf. Like there's like, there's a lot of interesting storytelling going on in the small details of that right. game on top of a larger story. That's also pretty good. Yeah. So like, and, and not only that, like, I mean, I don't want to talk about the Witcher three for too long, but <laughs> like, as far as an RPG goes, the mechanics are really interesting. There's a lot of forethought that goes into combat that you don't yeah. really get in much else. Um, I mean, it always seemed very methodical, but no one ever really shit talked uh, no, that it's, way. You know? you know, it's not like it's not twitchy. It's not like no, it's yeah. not God of War, but it's it is. There's there's is it like more yeah, Dark Souls or is it different? It's it's almost like the new Zelda in that 
mm-hmm. before you go into battle, you probably want to like Kick cook up some potions oh, okay. and like have stuff that stuff in mind and know what's in your inventory and there's just a little bit of forethought kind of knowing into, what you're fighting into, yeah, yeah. yeah knowing what what you what you're fighting is weak to matters yeah. that's on okay listen we don't want to maybe you we'll do really a deep like dive the witcher. witcher 3 at another time if, but if you can get me to play it um i'd like to it's just, it's a lot it's a yeah. long game i'm not saying it's bad or anything but, but it seems really cool seeing i i again i don't think this is going to happen but it it would be really cool. That game was announced a long time ago, and CD Projekt Red hasn't shown anything about it. They've been super quiet about it, and I would like how, to see How it. long ago did the DLC for Witcher come out? The most recent one. Blood and Wine, I think, was last Not year. to say they don't have multiple teams, I but think it was I last just... Year. I think... I don't know. I think that'd be really cool. Like I said, I'm way more intrigued in this cyberpunk world more than I am in a fantasy world. That's fair enough. Literally, aesthetically. You know, yeah, that's, that's just how I totally feel. fair. Um, so, like, that is definitely something I can get hyped on. I just, I th- it's like, the thing is, Cyberpunk 2020, um, it's just one of those games that I, I worry it will never exist. That's fair enough. I mean, yeah. they announced it a long, long it's time long ago, time and they have ago. not said anything or shown anything about it, which is why I would like them to show yeah. at least a trailer here. So, a little bit of gameplay. Yeah, and uh, after that, a, back as far as the PC gaming show goes, I don't really know, I... I might not even watch it myself, uh, but if there, we'll catch the highlights on some of your favorite gaming providers. Yep. Uh, the next one is Ubisoft. 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 At four p.m. that day, uh, with their Monday. new logo redesign, which I had to read an article about. Uh huh. It looks different. It doesn't look that different. There's less color in it now. It is less color. I forget the quote, but it seemed. <laughs> it's just weird. It's a weird thing. So uh, I think we already know what. Is gonna be at the Ubisoft conference, Far Cry Five. Yep, set which in I'm... fucked up America. That <laughs> yeah. game looks cool, dude. Yeah, did you play Far Cry Three or Four? Uh, I play. I didn't or play two for them. Did I, you play I, any Far Cry? Yes, I so I didn't play one or two. You know, I hear two is really good. Um, that's older. Two is different. Two is ambitious. ambitious. That's like that's like when Crytek was like let's. That's when like Crytek and Far Cry Two were the games that like you made your PC light on fire to play. That's like that. Remember that era of games? Yeah, but Crytek did Far Cry 1, but not 2. Yeah. But wait, what's, there's a game called Crytek, though. We're in, like, the, the Crisis. robots. Crisis. Crytek is the developer that developed Crisis. Okay, so so you know what I mean, though. Yes. Crisis, Crisis and Far Cry. Fall, and Far Cry. Yes. Um, those are the games you'd let your PC on fire to play yes. back, way back when. Far I played, Cry was the, the first Far Cry. It was the first it's game. It's a different kind of game. That though, was, too. like... A big open world, beautiful, lush paradise mm. environment, and it was just on the cusp of like where draw distance was obscured by like fog, sort of. And then Far Cry came along, and it's like, holy shit, I can see for miles right. across this island. Um, and that was crazy. So, that being said, I played Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3 is really good. Far Cry 3 is really good. Uh, shitty characters, but fun game. Shitty characters, which I think is the point because, like, I think there's a commentary on shitty rich american kids yeah but at the same time it's like here's your shitty rich american kid who becomes your white savior valid totally valid but uh in terms of villains voss is really cool mm-hmm. and i think that game i i like that game uh blood dragon is one of my favorite dlc packs period yeah i love i played through blood dragon twice dude i'm yeah. a psychopath i love that game. Blood i love the cool. soundtrack to that game good um, style of that game i played so the thing is when i played far cry 3 and blood dragon um, Far Cry 4 was pretty much on the horizon, and I played it, I think, almost two 
soon. You can out far cry yourself. I out far. I are. I fart cried. I fart cried really hard. <laughs> Guys, you know, sometimes we all fart cry we all sometimes. Fart cry sometimes. It's, it's always a bad scene. Um, I also did not think that narratively it was as strong as the other ones, even though we just talked about kind of like the cultural problematic nature of the other yeah the far cry 3 yeah it but was like, okay pagan man you know he didn't he was interesting but he didn't get like a super pagan man was like, not as interesting as uh as Voss. as Voss. and he could have been but he didn't get enough like screen time yeah they didn't they didn't they, they like, underuse him, him. Yeah, it was weird did. um especially because like far cry uh under ubisoft seems to be really obsessed narratively and with villains that being said i also felt like the game was like uh a little bloated i also felt like it just it wasn't that strong for me narratively and like some of the twists and turns I didn't really care about or some mm-hmm. of like the divergent like moral dilemmas I also Well, it's like about. do you want to side with one person or the other person? Because they're pretty black and I, white on the issues. Well, they're both kind of shitty in their own way. They have different yeah. approaches to not a great solution, I think which I think is, the industry decided a while ago that we're kind of done with our Paragon Renegade good options which I'm cool with. Yeah. Or at least make them le- at least make them more vague. Make them choices, not moral choices. That's another thing that The Witcher Three does really well to yeah. come back around. It's <laughs> like just that universe. Everything is bad. No one is happy. Mm-hmm. But all the choices that you make is like. So do you want fantasy, do you want this like, oh, type yeah. of bad result or this type of bad result? And like, like neither that. of nothing is really like cut and dry. And mm-hmm. you you as your Witcher, you kind of take like a. You're sort of like a Jedi wandering from town to town, but you're court, sort of like morally ambiguous. Give me the Obi-Wan game where he's doing that on Tatooine in his middle years, and I will give you $100. That's, well, that's the game not I enough. Want. That's not enough yeah, no. um, for them to, to make, make a whole game. game. Uh, if you want to pay $100 for the game when it comes out retail, I'm sure they'll I'll let the, you. I'll get the season pass and get the Batman skin yeah. for my Obi-Wan. Uh, cool. yeah, there you go. But Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5 looks really cool. Yeah, that's it a cool really idea. Cool. And the thing you know is, there's, it's <laughs> good on a French company to take a very, right now, spicy topic of, like... America seems weird right far now. Far-right cons- religious conservatives in mm. America right now. Especially with, like, real-world shit going on, like, in, in Oregon, yeah. where you have a military militia take over a fucking town for I've read some, a long time and not have any yeah. sort of police intervention. I've read a bunch of articles on these kind of thing. Not, I mean, like, about these, like, events, but about Far Cry 5 and, like... Oh, there have been a many a think piece on Far Cry 5. Yeah, already. definitely. But, like, a lot of... Like, one of the ones I read is, like, people are... People are, I think, like, Kaylee Pleggy, I believe her name is. She's of IGN. I think she is a writer on somewhere else now. <laughs> um, but she wrote a really interesting thing piece, kind of, like, almost being like, I hope Far Cry goes far in what it's, what it's telling us it's going to do. Yeah. Like, I hope it doesn't, like, kind of dip its toe in it. I hope it takes risks. I hope like it I, takes I, risks. Yeah, yeah, I hope it goes places in that way that really takes some risks. I agree. And, like, I do, I love, I, like... A far cry, a far cry game on American soil, and like making like America seem outlandish to us, sounds fucking cool. And you know, in the hands of more capable storytellers that have proven themselves to be more capable, I'd be, I would be more confident. I mean, but like, as far as Ubisoft and the Far Cry games go, the way they develop their games is just kind of like it's too mechanical. Because they do the, you know, they do the twenty four. They do the 24-hour development cycle, which means that, like, when one of their development teams is asleep in, like, one nation, right. the yeah, other one wakes one. up and yeah, they're yeah. just kind of, like, working on things right. so they can output these games year by year by year, which is why we're seeing kind of, like, some of our games taking breaks mm-hmm. or 
grossly reusing assets. Right. Far Cry Primal. Far Far Cry Primal was supposed play. was I guarantee you, and I don't understand why it's more people haven't DLC. said this online. Yeah, out loud. Yeah, it was going to be your Blood Dragon for Far Cry. 4. And they realized like we could charge six ducks. Well, they realized ducks. like maybe this is taking a little longer, and we put more resources into this, and we could, probably could squeeze a full game out of this. And they did, and people. I mean, people liked it. It didn't get bad reviews, but I. But it, I thought it was a little. If it hadn't been a bite-sized ten-hour game like Blood Dragon, and it was. 20 to 30 dollars it probably would have done a lot better than being a 30 hour game that cost 60 dollars yeah and you're in literally the same map yes as uh, far cry 4 so far cry I, 5 I, looks cool i think i have high hopes for far cry 5 i really cool. hope they nail some interesting like the, you don't even have to say things you don't need to make statements yeah. but you need to pose questions yes and you need to approach these things from both sides mm-hmm. you need to approach them with a subtlety and a measure of wisdom is not the right word, but like you need to be really in tune with what's going on in America right now to make this story work in a way that is, it is, does not feel, I don't know, hokey. It's going to be really tricky for them to pull them off. I would love to see them do it. I want to see them do it too. I want to, I mean like Ubisoft is, it's not that they're not a capable developer. We just see them kind of churn games out, which is not what I want to see. Right. I which mean, we're, we're going to talk about Assassin's Creed in a second. And yeah. I, and, but before we kind of close off this topic, like I want to see them like really put some like thought and heart into this game, especially because we're into that kind of game. This is taking place in our hometown. Our, not our, not our, our hometown. We're taking place on our like you know nation's turf. I and, mean, like, and we are definitely invested in this kind of narrative. Listen, we care, you know? I don't want to alienate anyone right off the bat here, but as far as politically right now, where we live compared to Montana, might as well different. be us to the Himalayas. Like, yeah, yeah valid. it's a different world valid, yeah. right now. Um, this country is very divided right now, and it is a totally <laughs> different world. And that's why I think it's going to take a deft hand to nail the narrative of a game that takes place out there. I agree. I think it's going to be weird. My my other kind of, not worry, but like kind of, but it's like churning in my mind that I'm like curious to see how it turns out. Far Cry games are like overtly violent. Very. Like super violent and take place against, like, like over like big scopes of land and regions. So I'm curious how they make Montana look huge. Or uh, not. No. I mean, what big, <laughs> Dude, I mean, there's a lot, there's nothing but space out of Montana. Fair. Um, but like, you know, like outposts, things like that. Like, how is that? You know, the traditional Farms. far cry. All right, you, you got all the answers, don't you? I do. How are you going to do the radio towers? Ask me anything about. How are you going to do the radio towers? Know, Where are the elephants going to be? Uh, no elephants, huh? How are you going to get your flying They're going to be buffalo instead. Fuck you. All right. Um, uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be cool, but I am concerned about just kind of like, I think they said we're playing as like a, your protagonist is like a sheriff. Or something like that. I, I don't actually know. I think that's but what I read. I, I, I could I, be wrong. Don't, no one. What they me. need to do is like, Not listen. You can't be in Montana skinning people's cows to make a wallet or an ammo pouch. No. Like they need to shake that up in the a way. The formula needs to be different because I, like I said, I fart cried, and I don't want to do it again because yeah. I'm still on the cusp of like I. I don't want to play. I don't want to play Far Cry Four again. Pe- no, just like right. period. I mean, period, you know? I think they're also going to focus a lot more on co-op this go around. Um, which is also pretty pretty interesting. Because yeah. they I had the drop the in, th- drop out thing. Yeah, but I think the whole thing is going to be co-op. Be you have the option for it. And a, a lot of it seems like you're going to be recruiting people on a team, sort of, to kind of take on the larger 
That's cool. So that could be cool. Mass yeah, Effect, it's like Mass Effect style. 2. Yeah. yeah, there we go. It's uh, just so cute. Yeah. Um, Let's move on, though. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, the worst kept secret in the games industry. Yeah, I mean... Besides the uh, Ubisoft Rabbits Nintendo how do you, game. How do you feel about Assassin's Creed? Creed? I don't know how do you feel about Assassin's, Assassin's Creed in general. Um, so, like, my kind of, like, rundown of my, like, emotional roller coaster. Assassin's Creed 1 comes out. I'm a senior in high school. I'm like, this game Holy looks shit. amazing. Strap in, everybody. Strap this is going to be a long story. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through it fairly quickly. Senior high school, play Assassin's Creed for the first time on my 360. Thought it was really cool. Thought you were doing a lot of the same things, but it didn't bother me as much as it bothered other people. Assassin's thought, Creed 1 is the perfect... Sorry to cut you off. Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. 1 is the perfect example of we have a really good bone structure in our first game. Yes. And then in the second game, we're going to nail the, the content. And they did. And Assassin's Creed 2, I fell in love with. Sidebar, tried to play it again within the past year. Couldn't do it. Too dated. Felt felt too old. Um, That's fair. Which is why I was not going to pick up any of that fucking remastered shit, because it's not remastered. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. So, but like, I love 2. I loved Assassin's Creed 2. 2 was a very the, well-regarded game. When yeah, it's really, really fun. I loved all the locales. It was everything you did. I love Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood comes out. I was like, this is fine. But it's more of It's Assassin's more Creed of two. 2. Revelation comes out. I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. This is starting they're, to be bad. They're trying, they tried the same thing too many times in Assassin's a row. Assassin's Creed 3 comes out. <laughs> and uh, Assassin's Creed 3, I was just like, I've been waiting for, because I also was like one of the few people, not even one of the few people, like I was still somewhat invested in the Desmond story of mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. I was still somewhat invested in like, What's gonna happen after that first game? They they hinted at a lot of big things that seemed and pretty. Even cool. at the end of the second game, they didn't answer a ton, but they let you fight as him. Okay, and they kind of like mechanically open up him more because at the end of the day, he's supposed to be becoming the games. The Assassin's Creed games have a crazy identity crisis because they tried to do this like different big story, big story, Templars. two different Templars or assassins and two different war or two different timelines. Not timelines, but, like, generations, essentially. I mean, what people assume think these games are going to come out eventually lead up to where you are now an assassin, You're an assassin in modern, in modern times, day, which we... basically just became Watchdogs, but... Essentially, yeah. But, I mean, we did get a little bit of Desmond fighting as himself in AC3, and it was bad. It was really bad mechanically. He even had a gun. It was terrible. It's like, how did you guys fuck this up? But, uh, so AC3 comes out. Super buggy. Connor's a bad protagonist. Mm-hmm. It's cool that you can climb on trees. Everything's like I remember just like purely hating that game. And then they just you weren't kill alone. Off. I was not alone. And then they kill off Desmond because they realize that that storyline sucks. Um, and then that was the last Assassin's Creed game I played. Okay. Um, I've heard that the Pirates one is good. I heard Black that Black Flag. Okay, so I heard Black Flag is good. Rise above. Rise above. I heard that. Um, uh, and Syndicate is pretty good. Right. And then the one, Unity's lukewarm. L- Unity lukewarm's was, a bad. Unity was not well received. No, but, but also I, I it released really buggy. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but I heard good things. Like, I have Syndicate not played. Syndicate looked cool. I finished Assassin's Creed 1. I dabbled in Assassin's Creed 2 and that's it. So it's been a minute for you. So, so you're not long super. Minute. I don't really care. Like. So what's interesting about Assassin's Creed Origins, which has not been confirmed, but is. Is what the game is going to be. It's going to be in Egypt. It, you're going to play. It's called Assassin's Creed Origins, so I'm assuming you play. How as do like you some, climb a pyramid? You use your hands. Yeah, but they're pointy. Well, maybe it's while well, they're getting built, so there's more things and to they're hold smooth. on to. Yeah, well, maybe back then they weren't. 
erosion may have smoothed them out into triangles. Maybe erosion would make them more smooth. Mm. Yes. But they're rough at the time where you're climbing them. I The thing about Assassin's Creed Origins that intrigues me is, and I mentioned it before, about like the weird cycle that Ubisoft kind of develops their big AAA titles. Assassin's Creed took a year off. Dude, I'm just tired of climbing shit to reveal the map. Okay, well then don't play the new fucking Shadows of War game either. Well, but then I can cut. And don't play Zelda. Off. Well, yeah, but Z- okay. Zelda did it better. I know. Let's talk about this because okay. Ubisoft, all their fucking games have towers in them. You climb a tower to reveal yeah. the map, and then they reveal a billion little markers on your on your map that you don't and care about half. Of if them. you have any sort of even something close to obsessive compulsive disorder, <laughs> you hate your life because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, now I gotta go to every single one of these little fucking icons. And you love The Witcher. I do, but I, I personally don't have a... Uh, right, you're but, not as compelled to... The difference between things. The Witcher yeah. and and Assassin's Creed is, in The Witcher, all the little things that you find are going to have a story, a nugget of Assassin's story. Creed is just Assassin's Creed is like, just go kill that things. guy. He's glowing red, so just go kill him. I think that a year off and making this... I think Egypt is a really cool setting for Assassin's Creed. I'm gl- personally <clears throat> very glad that they took a year, year off. Yeah. They I think it's cool. To. I think, um, you know... <sighs> I just hope they learn their lesson in their time off and they learn what people want because because um, I think Syndicate, they're starting to kind of figure things out mechanically because I know that there's like a grapple hook mechanic, which is just like, yep. yeah, yeah, that, like, yep. yeah, we should have had that. Hey, you know what people like? Getting to the top of the thing they're supposed to get to really fast. Well, also Spider-Man. That's what I was going to say. Or Batman. Or Batman. Yes. Um, got to talk about Rock City. I think there's a Justice League game coming out. Um, oh, we'll God. see. Uh, not probably based on the movie franchise, but you know what I mean. But I think that, I think in the Assassin's Creed game, uh, I think Origins, you know, I've been very, like I described, I'm burned by Assassin's Creed. So I'm not going to say it's going to be good, but I think that it has the potential to be good. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they took a year off. Yeah. I hope they sort some shit out. I hope they bring some new ideas to the table. Yeah. Um, but, I am uh, not a big assassin's creed guy so i you know it would take a lot for me to come to it what would it take for you to jump in or even know at this point i don't know that's yeah. the thing something i can't predict would be the thing that yeah. makes me some come weird thing where you're just like yep that's for me well they are apparently bringing back ship combat from black flag which that never was, did it for me yeah i never really liked the ship combat mm-hmm. <laughs> uh what are you gonna do be in that river the whole time Yes, probably. And then I guess the other Ubisoft announcement that we know about, or the other leaked Ubisoft announcement, is the Rabbits Mario, Mario. crossover, where they have weird cannon gun hands. They have guns. They gave Mario a gun. A fucking, like, Mega Man-style gun on his hand. They give Luigi a gun? He's got a gun. He's an idiot. They should just give him the vacuum. I don't know if I trust Luigi with a gun. I don't trust Luigi. That guy's psycho. He's been trying to be top dog for, like, 30 years. <laughs> Luigi's gonna kill Mario. Luigi's gonna, Luigi. You Luigi's versus, gonna be you like, hey Mario, the, look at that rabbit over there. He's like, oh, there's a rabbit. Look at the rabbits, look Luigi. The rabbit. I look see the, the rabbit. rabbit. I see the rabbit. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. I love the rabbits. Pop, bang, Dunzo, Gone. Steinbeck, y'all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like seeing that rabbit in that peach dress. That got me pretty like hot and heavy. Yeah, that did it for you. That's that's that shit I do like. Yeah. Okay. When I'm done watching my Overwatch porn, I watch my. Rabbits and oh, peach good. dresses. Oh, great. <laughs> no, so I watch... Uh, still too late to kill this podcast? Um, no. 
I hope that game is weird as shit. I don't know. If it's weird as shit, I'm buying it. Yeah, I hope if it's, it's weird, weird as fuck. Good, yeah. I'm not cra- I don't think rabbits are cool at all. They I think suck. They're, like they're the minions. minions. Of, they're yeah, the minions of France. But like, I, which is a cool know, band name. It's gonna be another game to play on my Switch, which I'm always welcome for more games on my Switch. We like our Switch. That's the moral of this episode. Anything else about Ubisoft? Nah, I mean, I want to see some UBR games, and I would like to see some more Switch support. It's been a while UBR since game. we got a Rayman game. Yeah. Uh, Rayman game, sure. Give, give, like, throw Child of Light on fucking Switch. I'll play that game, That too. would also be That'd cool. Be cool. Throw yeah. Rayman on Switch. Throw Rayman not? on Switch. It's weird that they haven't, um, because, yeah. like, Rayman's been... Nintendo has supported Rayman titles for a while. Ubisoft is one of the last bastions of AAA developers who... Third-party AAA developers that supports, uh, Nintendo consoles. That's true. You know? So, like, I... Mean, I Rayman Legends was originally a Wii U exclusive. Yeah, so, like, you know, I think we'll see some Switch love, which I'm always cool with, but, uh... You know, again, I want I want to be surprised by Ubisoft. I want to see some sh- some cool shit. Yeah, I don't want to see any more of like uh, their weird like snowboard their action. Yeah, I'm done with all that thing. dumb shit. Eagle Flight. Did that ever come out? Eagle Flight. No. What was that game that we played at your house that we downloaded the demo for? It was the uh, like action sport game. Oh. It's like GoPro uh, the game. Yeah, it was the snow one. What is it called? Oh, that's one of the ones. It didn't seem that cool. You were like a little. Into it, right? I don't remember. The snowboarding game? Is it snowboarding? Oh, there's a lot of shit going on. Like, it's you not could just snowboard and ski and... Paraglide. Yeah, I, don't I, I only yeah. played that demo. I don't really... Yeah, fuck that. I forget what it's called. Also. I want to play Watch Dogs too. Yeah, I might get around to Watch Dogs I played too, the demo... Because yeah. remember they did that two-hour demo? Oh, yeah, two-hour demo. I liked it, dude. I was. I remember being like, this is like... Because like, the Ubisoft formula, as much as I like, am not a sh- super in love with it, every once in a while, like a, like a addict to a drug... I got that. Want that shit? Right. You want to climb the tower and reveal the map? I want to. I want to stealth knock out some enemies and reveal the map. And And Watch Dogs Two did sound interesting. Like they brought some. some If you play it non-lethally, it it seems like actually like a lot of fun that way. Yeah, I can kind of like fuck with that. Sure. So maybe they'll try to apply some of those ideas to the new Assassin's Creed. Ironically, I want to play through Metal Gear Solid Five because I'm going to start that soon again and be as lethal as possible. Because that's how you're not supposed to play the game, and that's funny to me. Oh, maybe we could do some sort of show where we dig into the story of a game. Mm-hmm. Give you a reason to replay old games. Sony press conference is the next one. 9 p.m. Little or A little earlier than Bethesda, but I think I'll be able to stay up for this one. Yeah. I mean, that's like around the same time that we watched it last year, right? So last yeah, year at the Sony press conference, uh, Jack saw a very hyped Robbie, and unfortunately Robbie? Jack's roommate also heard of Robbie. Robbie was screaming. He flipped a table... He woke up everybody in the neighborhood. Everyone. He, All vegan. When the cops got called on us. I tried to fight them. I said, I'm the one who should drive a cop, the car. He punched a cop. In the mouth. And then he said, officer, I'm so sorry. They just announced him three. And the officer said, <laughs> really? I've I'm been like, on duty. I've been on duty. I had and no he, idea. And Robbie was like, yeah, Sony is like publishing... Or helping out. No, they're not. Yeah, Sony is... <laughs> they're gonna help me kickstart this Sony, game. <laughs> Sony let them say Shenmue 3 on stage. Sony that is backed really what their happens. Kickstarter. And the officer said, okay, All move right. along. Alright, just move get along. out of here. I can see that you're distraught, and that sounds very strange. Also, he works at Bank Square, so he can legally murder in Beacon and get away with that it. That is actually true. Hey, cops. Have a free coffee. Don't take away my right to murder. Um, My right to murder. I think they call that license to kill. Ooh, am I 007? Nope. Am I the Golden Eye? Nope. 
Sony was cool last year. Sony that was, was a good cool. press conference. It was a good press conference, but have we seen them capitalize on the promises? Well, the thing about Sony was they showed games that were further out than we are now. Yes. Because they showed Death the new God of War. They uh, showed Death Stranding. Death Stranding is coming out in 2030. They showed when Kingdom Hearts 3 comes Final out. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Which is coming out also in 2030. They showed The Last Guardian, which did come out. Which did come out. Well, that's um, also... Oh, yeah, I guess this is the first time they showed it since they went on hiatus. Right. So, and yeah. but the thing was, most of these games were big Japanese games, but most of these games, they showed Horizon Zero Dawn. They showed Final Fantasy XV. Or were they already showing Final Fantasy XV? Might have showed some Final Fantasy XV. I think, I think like, that was like the last big push on it, yeah, 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 but the thing is, like, all these things have not really come to fruition yet. So, Spider-Man, I think yeah. they showed Spider Man, but that was the thing. Sony last year was just like trailer, trailer, trailer. They In didn't have anybody of... come out except for Kojima, which, of course, if you're gonna have somebody, come he's out gonna be at E3 this Kojima. week too. He's just not having Death Stranding there. So, that thank god, thank god, because yeah, we've but... seen so much of not that game. But that sucks because I I was really hoping going into this before they made that announcement that Death Stranding is not going to be at the press conference that they would show a gameplay demo because what I want personally (coughs) out of this E3 is for them to elaborate on some of the promises they made last year. Agreed. I think so too. I think that um, I think Death Stranding needs to go away for like two years. Because that game is four years away. I don't got time for that kind of stuff. I don't got time to hear about a game for four years, and then when it comes out, and it doesn't meet my wild No Man's Sky expectations to be mm-hmm. bad. Okay? No Man's Sky expectations. Got, no Man's, I ain't got time for that shit. Well, hey, at least they won't show No Man's Sky at this E3. Oh, they definitely will not. If what anything, they'll have they? a tombstone what that says they? it on there. Have you heard about this? There's some weird... ARG is, shit going on around No Man's Sky. Apparently kidding. some people got no. sent like videotapes in the mail. I thought Sony like disowned that Dude, game. I don't know. I thought, because you heard about that too. Sony was just like, yeah, we're pretty fucking mad about all this shit. Well, some Sony executives kind of threw them under the bus in a way I think was not very tasteful because that's fair. a lot of the hype behind that game was Sony yeah. putting that game on their main stage saying, look at this game, and then throwing Hello Games back into the water and saying, now you deal with the press. Mm. Instead of actually, like, handling, like, taking some of the weight of the marketing off this very small team that's making a very ambitious game shoulders. Fair. No, that's totally And that's I totally think fair. they maybe said some things and made some mistakes along the way with their messaging and their marketing mm-hmm. that doesn't... And, and they released the game that did not quite meet those expectations because they were building an entire universe. So, like... I Many I am universes. a I I bought No Man's Sky. I played it for maybe five hours. You were digging on it a little bit. I thought it was like like No Man's Sky is the kind of game that I want to give my money because I like that a very small team was doing something totally bananas that no one has tried before. Yeah, I don't think they hit the mark. No, but like their chances of actually delivering on the things that they were saying were impossible. If they yeah. happen to make a No Man's Sky 2, which with the way that the internet has responded to the No Man's Sky is probably not a good idea, no. but I think that's more on the internet than on them because the internet, the, the, the reaction to yeah. No Man's Sky from the internet as a whole was gross. Like, that was irresponsible. I agree. I agree with that. I think that, I agree that Sony kind of threw one under the bus. I also agree that, like, marketing and expectations, which is largely from the internet, Ran them over with that bus, kind of continually. Uh, that being said, not interested in that game anymore. 
Fair enough. If there's No Man's Sky two coming around, which actually has like a combat system and some really like, cool shit going on in space, and people, think but that's a, that's what I'm getting interact at. with. That is your Assassin's Creed one to Assassin's Creed two. Fair. That is what I think Battlefront one to Battlefront two is going to be like. Yeah. If they did it again and they had more time, more budget to elaborate on some of the systems that they've already built now, mm-hmm. and put more mechanics behind those systems that they've yeah. already built now, could be a really amazing game. I I could see that. We'll see. I mean, I don't. I think we both kind of know that. I don't know what we the, don't know. I we don't, don't know, know what I the actual see. feasibility of that is with the right. way that that name has been dragged through the mud. Maybe they'll release Joe Danger Three. Who can say? Who can say? In terms of a uh, Sony conference last year, though, that was in terms of composition of an E3 conference. I think Sony had a ten out of ten. The beautiful orchestra have like there. The orchestra the, was cool. The game after game after game after game, and the trailer. By the end, it was like exhausting. We were like, I like you know, real story. I didn't punch a cop, but I did like. I was in shock. Like I was. In shock I had to tell awe. Robbie to calm down. Yeah, I was, was like, I was like, I was like actually like standing up and screaming. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it was. You were also very drunk. I was hammered. Why? You were excited. Video games are cool. I got real drunk. We bought like oh because remember Pink Square had all those weird coconut borders. And yeah, I was, like, we bought like a six buy- pack or two, and uh, we drank like most of them. Yeah, it was weird. I had work the next morning, so I had like two. So and it was I, like I was like I must be off. I assume the one friend that's way too drunk at the party <laughs> kind of scenario. The two person party. Someone's trying to sleep. Uh, sorry. Dennis. What do you think they're gonna have this year, Sony? I want to see some gameplay because I do think we saw a lot of like trailers and or walking. Because like the God, the God of the God of War trailer, like I think was... they'll show more God of War. I know they'll show more God of War. <clears throat> do you think God of War's coming out this year? Hope so. Should I they... wouldn't count on it, but it would be really nice. I can see God of War being uh, the same, like uh, like where Horizon came out this year, like February. In February. Yeah. I can see God of War sure. and really crushing it in that slot too. Yeah. Not that you really need to like. Push God of War. Like, Horizon needs a push. Yeah. You know? God of War uh, maybe needs a push, but kind of sells itself. It's going to be a very different God of War than people are used to. It's Last yeah. of Us. The Odyssey. Um, I think I we are definitely seeing some real Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is going to look really different than what we saw last year, too. Aesthetically. Um, Potentially. Are, are we going to see some, some swinging and flipping and other shit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Insomniac doing Spider-Man is a dream really promising. True. They have a way of... The cool thing about of, licensed games right now is that people our age are starting to figure it out. And yeah. then getting into the games industry and being like, yo, this is this is who makes this game now. Well, I mean, and, uh, Insomniac has a way of, like, kinetics in their games. Yeah, they understand momentum, movement, yeah. and then combat all together. That right? you need in a Spider-Man mm-hmm. game. Sounds like Overdrive, like... Is a Spider-Man <laughs> game yeah, already? Yeah, but like you have a gun, it's like weird. And I mean, they perfected Spider-Man swimming way back in Spider-Man Two, so sure, just do that again. But yeah, it's, then it's easy. <laughs> more gameplay hooks yeah. in there. Um, so yeah, I think we'll see Spider-Man. I think it will. I think it will look a little different, but it will be you know the, that promise will be Insomniac and what they're doing. You think they'll try to pull it more towards what Marvel is doing with their cinematic Spider-Man? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think they want to really make this one stand out to be like a different thing because if you remember from again this is aesthetically we don't know a ton about the game they didn't show much they only showed the trailer last year and have not said anything about it silent which i that's how i prefer like i said the death stranding model of being like every few months it's just like here's some weird chunk of thing you know 
Kojima's like, oh, uh, Death Stranding's not going to be at E3. Guess what other press conference is coming up in, like, a few months. Not a few months, but, like, at the end of the year. PlayStation experience. Exactly. Yeah. That's where it's going to be. And then it's like I don't know I don't I don't like I don't like getting hyped up about a game that's like way too far in the future. I yeah I agree. You know. That being said, speaking of which, Kingdom Hearts three. Not they're not talking about Kingdom Hearts three. You you read the article where they're just like yeah well Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy seven remake got moved internally to the studio right which is bad news because I don't and know Final same- Fantasy fifteen took. Well, I was. I, we were also born. When like, that game ten years. Yeah, yeah, ten uh, years. And they also in the same week announced that they're selling IO, who yeah. makes Hitman. So, like, I think they're in tr- they're they're they were expecting to be selling Final Fantasy VII remake within the next year or, year or two, I imagine. And they're now not. they're not going to, and they're that's trouble. That is so trouble. they put a lot of pressure. I mean, they just acquired that, like, and it's just, it's, Square is the weirdest company right now, I think. Well, They're very strange. It's so strange, because they just acquired all those, like, Marvel licenses. Yeah. Which is just, like, why? Yeah, I don't know. Give it to anyone else. Yeah. Give that to EA. I don't give a fuck. Don't give it to EA, though. But give it to someone else. I mean, they're already doing Star Wars, so they that's, well, that's kind of what That's kind of what I mean, you know? Like, just give it to someone else. I think Disney wanted to, that, like, diversify, diversify their license portfolio, yeah. which is, like... Definitely the smarter business move, but come on. Come on. It seems like a strange choice to me, especially when they, they have, you know, Square Enix is also the company that released Tomb Raider, the original Tomb, new Tomb Raider, yeah. sold 3 million copies in the first couple months and said that wasn't good enough. So, and that is, I think, to compensate for these big Japanese pro, um, projects that don't ever come out and caught yeah. and are money pits. Yeah, they can't, like, Square Enix cannot take another 10 years to make a game. They no. can't. And no. the thing is, they can't spend three years making a shitty one. Like, right. they, I might, I, and like, I just like, I think as like a burned gamer, I just feel a little... Is that I, the name of your blog? Oh yeah, it's burnt <laughs> burnt gamer. It's, it's uh, my suntan lotion. Weed and three. Blog. Weed three. Yeah. I'm just... <clears throat> I am not the hugest Square Enix fan right now. No, I I, I am. Uh, I feel I burned by them, and they used to be one of my favorite. They used to be everyone's favorite for generations. They were everyone's favorite yeah. studio. Yeah. Um. Sony's the big one. I mean, Sony's I the big. Like. I mean, we. This is kind of like the most like. Like we're kind of throwing it out. Like we have some ideas and predictions, and like we're also invested in the Sony ecosystem. So like, we talked about God of War. Oh, Horizon DLC. Sure. I think, I think okay. they get talked about. Yeah. They've also got that Uncharted DLC that's going to come out. Looks really good, year. too. Looks really cool. cool. I yeah. think I, I like it because um, it seems more focused on like hand-to-hand combat instead of like gunplay. Mm-hmm. And I, I like seeing a DLC that's like same but different. Like they kind of like are... Uh, Just a different focus. I mean, different mechanics, part, some know? of my favorite parts of Uncharted 4 were the parts where I had the opportunity to stealth my way through a combat yeah, scenario. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Um, so seeing them kind of build some encounters around more of that idea could be interesting. Uh, Days Gone. I think we'll see some Days Gone. Yeah. They got to get Days Gone out before Last of Us because they do not want those games getting confused. Yeah. And I do not think we'll hear any Last of Us anything, period, A3. Dude, you're breaking my heart here. PSX. Everything. PSX, dude. There's a million conferences. After E3, dude, everyone's like, oh, that's all the game info we have for you don't this year. Think, you don't think they're going to show any Last of Us 2 no. at E3? No. Absolutely not. That sucks. They showed Last of Us 2 at 
PSX, and they're like, that game's far away. Why? And, and like, the thing is, Naughty Dog's not going to have their DLC for that game and Last of Us 2 and Days Gone on that show floor. They're not I think that's it. more of a Days Gone problem than a Last of Us problem. Yeah, but someone's trying to make money on both. They don't want to cannibalize their games. It's the same reason why when we get to, when we start talking about Nintendo, it's the same reason why they're not going to fucking... We're not hearing about Smash. Speaking of... Or we Shut up. Smash. It's not coming out you, for a while. Why are you trying to hurt my feelings? With I'm, every so- prediction I'm here? sorry. All right, let's keep it on Sony. Keep it on Sony. Um, actually, I want to go back to Microsoft for a second. Oh, One thing sure. that we forgot about, they probably will talk about State of Decay 2. Oh, yeah. I never played the first one. Did you play the first one? No, but it, uh, from what I know of it, it had some good. pretty interesting mechanics Yeah, um, that would probably be it's like pay off a lot world better. It's zombie game? It was single player, but open world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they I they eventually that. I think wanted to position it. It's to be not Daisy though, game. right? No, why they're similar, right? Yeah, I guess Aesthetic, there were some like, interesting kind of mechanics similar. in there okay. around the zombie idea, right? Um, so yeah, I I don't have much to say about that, but I, that yeah. is probably something that will show up at Microsoft. Cool, man. You really don't think there's gonna be Last of Us two, two at Sony? PSX. If that, <sighs> if that, the thing you you have to keep in mind. It's the same thing. We're going to talk about it. Nintendo is, is coming in a hot minute, listener. And thank you for sticking around this long. Um, but PSX is coming still. Yeah, but And Tokyo Game Show. They're not going to show Last of Us Tokyo Game Show, but like that's when we're going to hear about... We're not hearing about any Final Fantasy, anything, nothing. We're not hearing about Kingdom Hearts, anything, nothing. Either because it's far away... Or Tokyo Game Show is actually going to talk about that. So what does that leave? Because they have an hour-long press conference, and they shoveled in like 20 games into last year's press They're conference. They're going to... It's going to be... I think, honestly, I think it's going to be upsettingly like 2016, the sequel. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to they're gonna be like, all right, we're going to show you some God of War, some Spider-Man. We're going to give you some dates that we will definitely not hit. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get... I think Days Gone is going to be, as it was, kind of like a weird focus of last year's Days Gone needs to bring something more to the table. Uh, Than just shooting a thousand zombies. zombies. Yeah, Yeah. no. They need to... I think uh, Days Gone is like one of the the more troubling... But the thing is, like, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, gradually looked more interesting as it went on. I remember... Horizon Zero Dawn looked cool out of the gate. It looked looked interesting, but I think when they started showing gameplay and combat, I remember being like, oh, oh. And they're like, oh yeah, the guy's going to kill somebody at this game. And I was like, If giant robot dinosaurs didn't do it for you from the get-go, I don't know what to say to you. I'm, I'm not saying I wasn't into it. I'm just saying the gameplay really sold me. And when they were showing you like taking control of things, interacting with the environment, and, like, how the systems were working in Tam together, and, like, seeing the fucking rope caster, which is still, like, my favorite weapon in that game, was cool. So I think Days Gone, they just need to show me mechanics outside of combat is what I really want to see. Because the kind of, like, pitch in the story trailer of being, like, this guy who, like, rides his bike and has to scavenge for, like, Fuel and stuff, and this post block up to when that trailer started. Cool. I thought it was going to be a last spin-off of, us. of Les- Last of Us. Yeah. That's the thing. I it's almost like, why are you guys doing this? It seems weird and a little bit that game. And uh, Days Gone needs to come out this, this year. year. It has to come out this year. Yeah. They cannot not have it come out this year. Period. If not early next year, like God the February yeah. junk. Yeah, we'll see. Um, in terms of anything else, I, that's my my main fear with Sony, and like hopefully I'm proven wrong. I think it's going to be too much of the same. 
They're going to show Destiny 2 because they're in bed with Bungie now. Oh, yeah. They're also going to show... How do you feel about Destiny 2, Jack? I don't care. I don't. I didn't. I bought. Destiny I played vanilla and, Destiny, and I was and just like, "Oh, word." Wasn't that interested in it? Yeah. And I'm not it's, really. From what I Destiny one point five with them saying to me, "You're we're gonna lose. We're we're gonna basically throw all the stuff from Destiny one out the window and start fresh with Destiny two. I was like, "Okay, I'm listening." Then they showed Destiny two, and I was like, "This looks just like Destiny one." You gotta give me more than that, yeah. and like from what they said about the content in that game so far, it sounds exactly like they're gonna repeat the same problems they had with Destiny One. So, yeah. I I was ready to come to Destiny Two because hey, I was ready too. Hey, I like Halo a lot. I think Bungie, Bungie makes really tight shooters. I like the way their games there control. Is, there is no yeah. I was gonna say there's nothing wrong about um, Destiny mechanically, right. In terms of gunplay, there's nothing wrong with that game. Right, but it's all about content. And, yeah. like, the con- like something about... Maybe matchmaking seems better, which is a big turnoff to me. But, like, at the end of the day, it's just, like, I want a good story. You know I don't want just, like, nameless raids and, like, weird shit like that. You know like, what it know. was about Destiny 1 that didn't do it for me? A, the way they handled story sucked. Like, all the Grimoire oh, cards that weren't, e- weren't even in the actual game yeah. is crazy town to me. How do you do that? It's called a Codex. You put it in the game. It's in the start menu. Yeah. Not on your phone. Mass Effect did it. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter. Everyone does it. Everyone does it. <laughs> the other thing was, I just don't like the grenades, man. Halo grenades really? are important to me. And I don't think they nailed the... My thing was, uh, my main gripe with Vanilla Destiny, at least, was um, I, I, I didn't have... I don't play with a lot of people online. Right. You know? Yeah. I'm down to play... Like, I play Overwatch a lot. Yeah. So there's a matchmaking but system. But with strangers. That puts, with strangers, Yeah. yeah. So, like, there wasn't a lot of opportunities to play with strangers in Destiny. And, like, I remember, like, I came up with the idea, just, like, thinking about it. It's like, how come, like, on the, at the tower, there wasn't, like, a physical room on the tower that you can stand in with a group of people, and then it would boot you into a matchmaking thing? Yeah, sure. Why not just do that? So, I don't know. It seems like a lot of, like, the match, like, that gripe has gotten solved. Um, But, like... Honestly, games like Destiny, it's just like, yo, put it on my Switch or I'm out. You're they not will not get, no, you oh, are not going to oh, get Destiny 100% not. I agree with you. That would be pretty That'd cool. That'd be sick. That'd but be, we see that like kind happen. of like tickles our taints a little bit. Sure. Um, it's not going to happen, though. No. Sorry. Uh, Any uh, closing the thoughts? The other about? thing is going to be mm. Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah. Because they're also in bed with Activision now. They get That's the, true. They get the exclusives on Call of Duty stuff. I don't. I. They need to not. I, it's going to be an interesting to boots see what they the actually ground, do dude. with boots on the ground. The boots will be on the ground. The grounds will be on the boots. The boots on the ground. The grounds will be on the boots. <clears throat> how the do boots. you how do you make a World War Two Call of Duty game and provide your audience with the um, holographic weed leaf <laughs> scopes that they have become accustomed to in the past five years? Mm, how do you do that? I don't know. I need the weed leaf scope. I know. I can't get no. I can't get headshots without it. You can't do a sick headshot if you don't have a. You can't a do it. You can't do a fire heady wop without that sweet four twenty blaze it scopey. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I, I'm a, I'm a world at war supporter. I think there should be another world war, and I really like that game. I'm a Call of Duty Uno <laughs> supporter and Call of Duty. Dose supporter. Those are both really fucking good games. Yeah, but those games are. Hit me up. Yes. Rifles only. Let's go. 
Jack is calling you out, nerds. Get on it. So if they go that direction with this, that would be interesting. That is not where they're going. Tell you what. I like an M1 Garand in my hands. I do I like, like an M1 Garand in my hands. I like a KR-95. KR uh, is that the cool German it. assault rifle? It's the rifle? German bolt action one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that one's cool too. I like the German uh, assault rifle. And Tommy Gun. Give me a Tommy Gun. Tommy Gun's all right. Fuck with that. But I, I'm really, that. I'm into the bolt action rifles. I like that shit. Agreed. I, man, I don't know. Yeah. I, and that's why like Battlefield 1 was pretty appealing to me, although they did shoehorn a hell of a lot of automatic rifles into World War 1, which is a little but bit... But I hear, Battlefield 1, I hear, Battlefield 1 was really well-received campaign-wise because it seemed really interesting, but the also campaign like, was pretty cool. the mechanics seemed really cool, and like the multiplayer seemed like just like fun. It was pretty tight. Because yeah. like, my main thing for never... So, okay, I have reasons for not being into Battlefield and not being into Call of Duty. Okay. I'm not super into Battlefield because it seems too chaotic, too big, and I don't feel like I'm helping anyone except for just like making the death rack go up. It's Fair a enough. very overwhelming game. Even sure. I hear Battlefield 1 may have remedied this. No, no. So Battlefield 1... Is even more just chaos. Well, it, it, Battlefield 1 does a good job in nailing the sense of World War One, in that there is countless and pointless death <laughs> all the time. Okay. So well, it really fits with that sort of, that idea. I'm talking of, multiplayer-wise, specifically. Yes. Okay. No, but that's what I mean. It's that. Yes. It nails that. Yes. And then Call of Duty, um, not super into the, like, whoever hits, like, aim down sights first is the winner. Right. Which not is why bolt-action rifles only is good. Yeah, unless you're really good at the No Kimbo shotguns in World War II, my friend. Sorry. No. Well, we'll see. Uh, and that's where Call of Duty broke down for me because I really liked Call of Duty One and Two. World of War was okay, but Modern not my Warfare favorite. Is all right. um, but Modern Warfare, <clears throat> Call of Duty Four, was broken, just broken mess. What? Wait, Modern Warfare Four? No, Call, Call of Duty, Duty 4. Four. My bad, sorry. Modern Warfare. We were about it's to get so fisty cuffs. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Modern Warfare is great. The first Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Four, is one of the best games ever made. I mean, it changed the entire. Yes. Yes. Industry. Yeah. Um, and it is a fucking crime that Activision is still holding that game hostage. hostage literally hostage. To Black the Infinite Warfare, the Warfare Special Edition. That is bullshit. I thought for sure by now they would have released that game piecemeal. They still have not. I'm still not happy about it. You know what? Fuck you, Activision. Until you release. Jack, Call no. of Duty 4. Jack, no, our jobs at Activision, no. Until you release Call of Duty 4, I will not buy Jack, do any this. more of your games. Oh my god, I have to hold him back. He's losing his mind. That's that's where I'm at. You're not going to buy any more Call of Duties or Destinies? Nope. Well, nope. Nope. <laughs> I was gonna. I almost had to correct you. The answer is no. No. Mostly because those games are not for us. The Call of Duty, you know what's cool yeah, about but when you bring it back to World War II, maybe it is. I don't know, but I want to see wh- how they're handling. What seems interesting, like, and you're going to roll your eyes at me real quick. Okay. So I'm just going to get out of the way. The uh, kind of, they, There's going to be like a tower-like thing in the newest Call of Duty. It's like a boot camp. Not a boot camp. But like like a, a Destiny Tower? Yeah. Like it's going to be an area okay. where like people like mingle and like probably <laughs> okay. dance and maybe... Tell war stories? <laughs> they, write, like, they write Jennifer a note being Talk like, about the pregnant woman they left behind dear jenny i know i left you with my seed and i still miss you there's a lot of nazis here way more than i thought and they all got tanks called panthers i think i know it's panthers i know it's panthers okay that was the the character the the character character. that i'm being Uh the weird soldier i'm being Uh is stupid he's a kid who shouldn't have gone off to war he didn't know any better Mm mm-hmm 
Does he have a sick haircut like Brad Pitt in that Fury movie? Not as good. Close. Not as good. Okay. Brad okay. Pitt had a better barber. He's an older man. He knew where to go in the Had a better barber. Yeah, he sure did. All right. Anything else on uh, Sony? Well, I mean, to finish my thought on Call of Duty. Oh, sorry. You're right. If they shoehorn the same structural structure of Call of Duty that they've done for the past long time in, back into it. World War II, no thank you. If they rethink from the ground up what Call of Duty is and where it came from and what made it good in the first place and reevaluate and restructure the way their whole multiplayer system works, let's talk. We haven't seen enough gameplay to really... But we haven't seen any is, multiplayer gameplay. My point yeah. is, we we're will. going to. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I agree. Hundred percent. I'm not like a Call of Duty hater. I just have not been into. No, it, like you said, you. they just have not been us for us. They have for not been a for while. us for sure. Zombies always seem interesting, but like you know, I'm just not into the Twitch based shooting. Is a young man's game. Sure. It's not for me. Sure. I would like to see. You know, I'm more interested in the campaign in this game. You know, the multiplayer would be something I probably touch for like a little bit. But if it's like a really fire campaign, I could definitely fuck with could that. Could be, and you know, like. <clears throat> We have not seen the storming of Omaha Beach D-Day. The anniversary of D-Day was yesterday. We have not seen that scenario on yeah. a next generation platform. Be pretty cool. Well, I keep saying next generation, like current a current generation, generation platform. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm old. Um, PS5 is about to like it's coming. They're probably going to announce it right well, now. <laughs> I don't think. So. I think we maybe got two more years before we start talking about the next gen. We got one year till PSVR two. Oh god! And then <laughs> we didn't talk about PSVR. Do you think they're going to show any VR? Uh, I think so. I think they announced recently that one million VR headsets sold, which That's is pretty good. It's not far bad. As VR is it's concerned. not bad in terms of like hardware. In terms of really weird niche hardware, it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, I think that I think they will. I mean, we're going to hear more about VR than Vita. That's what I'm going to say about that. I think you could hang your hat on that one. Should put money on it. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to bet very hard on that one, but you can put I, money on it. I do. I will say, I do not think, and I feel bad for early adopters, but that's what happens when you get really early hardware. I think that there's not going to be a ton for this generation of the PS VR headset. You might get a PSVR sizzle reel somewhere. Somewhere in there. in there. But I think, like, when PSVR is really going to kind of, like, make moves is when the second iteration of that headset The happens. thing is, like... But I don't know I don't know enough about a stage. Tech, a know? stage show is not the place for... No. For VR, VR, does, VR doesn't demo well. It does period. not. Yeah. No. That's kind of the way it is. Um, also, just to... You know, this is a story screen podcast. We probably mentioned the story a little bit. I'm very excited to see the story for uh, God of War and Spider-Man. I'm excited. All you know, those games mechanically look really fun, but like all those like narratives, like I love me a good fucking Spider-Man story, and I like that it's not going to be leaning into the Marvel property. Yeah, or, like the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe property. And uh, this God of War story, the reason I'm so amped, I'm ne- I've never fucking liked a God of War game. This game looks awesome because it looks like a much more like kind of calm, subdued story and like you know if you guys been watching any american gods a nice calm twisted story of god's men is uh pretty good good american gods pull nice nice for working that one in there um any closing thoughts on sony 
I, I hope there are also I, some surprises in there, and I'm I gonna so not too. let you get as drunk as you did last year. Um, we'll see. Maybe I will. I'm gonna, I'll warn my roommate and the cops first. We, we do it at my house where. Yeah, sure. Okay. Just hold the dog so really close yeah. and scream at her. Um, yeah, I think I think the Sony press conference is gonna be a lot of the same. I really do. Um, but I hope I'm wrong. Cool. Yeah. So next that up brings us to the finale. finale. I like how we both <laughs> look at the paper like we don't know. Yeah, we know. Uh, Tuesday is Nintendo Day. 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Here's my hot prediction. Coming in spicy Jackologist. Ready? Spicy Jack. I'm going to be disappointed. You are the most fair weather Nintendo fan I know. I just paid $300 for their new system. I know, but you also shit talked it for months before we all were swayed by it. Yeah. Jack, let's talk about let's talk about our switches right now. I like my Switch I like, a lot. I, I think I, I dare say, love my Switch. I'm going to hold it in my hands right now. love more reasons to touch my Switch. You hear that? That's me clicking in my Those my are clicky ass buttons, I gotta say. They're good. They're good. It's a good... Dude, this is... It's a great piece of hardware. It's a great, sleek... It, it's Nintendo starting to steer... Really doing a good ship steering to the right direction. Right. So let's, let's get it out of the way first. Mm-hmm. Right? Mario Odyssey comes out at the end of this year. There's going to be a big focus on that. There's probably yes. going to be a long-ass gameplay demo. I think it's going to be mostly... It's going to be just like last year with Zelda. Zelda. Yes. It's going to be very focused on Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Splatoon comes out in a month. That we'll is also going to get that. some screen time. Splatoon Arms two comes out. looks cool. Yes. Spl- Arms, but it's Splatoon 2. It's very similar to the first Splatoon. It's, it's kind of a known quantity at this yeah. point. Yeah, sure. Arms comes out at the end of E3 week. That Friday. IGN just posted its review. 8.0? Yep. Um, pretty good? Yeah. Um, I, I liked my... We have actually mixed reviews on the global... I mean, from the from the test fire, it's not for me. That's all. From the test fire, I loved it. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed my time. Uh, motion controls, not for me. Period. Don't like the motion controls in that game. Playing in handled mode and or traditional controls, really was digging it. Uh, I tried a few different characters. Played as Ninja Boy. Played as of course you played as Ninja Boy. Ninja Boy was cool. I also played as Hair Girl. Hair Girl was seen all right. I liked her. Goo Man seemed okay. Helix, whatever his name was. But honestly, the only the only time it clicked for me was playing as the Mummy guy. Really? Because he was tough. Because I was like, oh, I'm really big and my punches hurt really bad. So even though the Ninja guy that I'm fighting has hit me like twice as many times as I've hit him, it doesn't matter. You hit him once. Because I only have to hit him like four or five times. And the thing about that game, you have to keep moving. You gotta keep on just like straight. Not as mummy, man, because Ninja Guy can punch me all day and it doesn't really matter. I go. only have to hit him like five times and we're good. I dug arms. So so we're going to hear about some arms. I think there's an arms tournament happening uh, during You know what would be that. a cool thing is if I could play arms on my screen but with a controller? You can do that. Nope. There you go. Can't you dock it and then put it in your grip? Put your joy cans in your grip? No, because it doesn't register the grip. Yeah, it does. Does it? Yeah. Especially because you have to dock the Nintendo system. You have to dock the Switch and then... Right, but I figure on. when you dock it, it thinks you're holding it as motion controls. Nah, it Did knows... you try that? Did you try putting it in I haven't... Grip? I'd never docked it while doing the test fire. I only played it in handheld mode. Um, but I'm pretty sure it does know if you put it in the grip. So my problem with ARMS is also that you don't have any control over the controls. Like, there's no options In, in the test fire. No. It's come out now from oh, people who have the full on. game. There is no options menu in that game. Why? 
Why? Because Nintendo makes weird choices. They do make weird choices. Okay. Uh, so. So those are the known quantities. So it's not. It's also. It's not an E three press conference. It's a treehouse. No, it's their. No, the treehouse tree is going to follow up. It's their Nintendo Direct. And then they do a treehouse live. And then they do a treehouse afterwards, where usually they just play a little more of the games that they talked about okay. during the Direct. So, for sure they're going to show Odyssey, for sure they're going to show a little bit of Splatoon, and for sure they're going to show ARMS. Outside of that, they've already gotten ahead with a Nintendo Direct that they did yesterday about Pokemon. Lukewarm. Well, the... Ultra Sun and Moon 3DS games is that, are So is that the, the twos, essentially? So, like, like you know how they like did Black, Black and White, White 2? 2? Yes. This is what this is. That's what that is. And that is for... Um, 3DS. That is... Exclusive. That is... Yeah. That is, and it's for the hardcore diehard Pokemon fans of the world. That Those games are for the people who are still playing Pokemon right now. Yeah. Pokemon Sun and Moon right now. And we fell off a while That's ago. not me and you. We loved, we loved our time with it. I really enjoyed Sun the time Moon that I had good. with it. I think Sun and Moon is a and great game. I would have played it again if they put it out on the Switch. Because I like to touch my Switch, and I don't have a ton of reasons to do so right now. So if they had have put Pokemon Sun and Moon out on the Switch, I would have bought it, and I would have played it. I agree. But they did not, which was disappointing for me. What they are doing is putting out Pocket Tournament on Switch. I think that game looks cool. Which is a game cool. I played a little, little bit on Wii it U. It seemed very complicated, but it, I obviously was like looking through reviews and watching videos of it, and I was... I, I It sparked my interest. I'm into it. It's okay. It's not... It's not gonna do it. it. It's it's for me. It's less exciting than if they had put Sun or Moon on the Switch. And like, Fair. I see the argument that like, oh, if you want a Pokemon game on your Switch, just wait for them to do like a real one on the Switch. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, that's well and good. But like, if you're gonna do the work of making another iteration of Sun and Moon, well, we haven't seen this before because they haven't put it moved any 3DS games to the Switch. But like, no. and it's what is be... the work that is required for moving a game from? Well, 3ds to the switch because no two screens anymore yeah but does it really matter the, the, some, the I think second so, screen some is, games it might i mean so that means you have to really get into the code and change the for game. the majority of the of games though the second screen is a has just been like the switch has a touch screen on the mobile on the the portable version like yeah i don't know i'm just like it's not an easy port that's not it's for not, me to figure not, out it's not as easy as being like take this game and up it into this file like now 3DS games and Wii U, Wii U games have to be recoded and thought and changed. Wii U not, games, not a ton, I would argue, not a ton not, because no Mario Kart came out just fine. Mario Smash Kart will come out just fine. Mario Tournament's gonna come out just fine. Right, and that's what I want to talk about for this because it would be really awesome for Nintendo to have a quick like sizzle reel of saying like. Hey, listen, we know that nobody bought a Wii U, and we know that there were some pretty good games on Wii U, so what if we just move those over to the Switch for you, which is a relatively easy process for us, because those games are already done. And they've shown that with Pocken. Yep. They're going to do that. That's coming out in in September, right? Yeah, it's a little far, but I think... It's not that far. June, July, August, September. Is that how it works? Four months. That's how it works, huh? When they announced... Mario Kart 8 in at the Switch announcement. That was just two months, right? That was January, February, March, April. Four months. Okay. So well, my hope is that they announce some more Wii U games and <coughs> a bunch of good Wii U games Absolutely. that I never played because I never owned a Wii U. Mm-hmm. So what I want to see is they've got Smash 4. 
Cats which, and Toe we don't want to play. Cats and Toe would be awesome. Yeah. Um, Pikmin 3 would be yep. really cool. Um, Wonderful 101 less so, but still would be still interesting. Out there. Uh, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2. I would play that. For yeah. sure. Definitely. Um. Yeah, I want to see some more ports. I just, uh, I don't think... I want to see ports because I think they would be easy and quick. Like, in the next 6 to 12 months, get as many Switch, uh, Wii U games over to Switch. Mario Maker. Another big one. That's a big one. I mean, I think Mario Maker, that's also a matter of time. Um, and they, I don't think they can sleep on the Wii U ports too hard. No, because no they one, need to no get them... No one wants to buy... They need to get them... In they have to be this, out. In this, like, first fiscal year of the Switch, I think everybody just wants to play more games on the Switch. Yes. And will take Wii U games on the I Switch. I bought Street Fighter 2 for no fucking reason. You spent $40 on Street Fighter 2? Uh, it's not fun, I know. I thought I would. I didn't. I didn't take your advice. Well, I play Samurai Showdown Four, which is eight dollars more than I played Street Fighter. Samurai Showdown Four is a lot of fun. Next time, maybe you'll listen to me. Well, you're not always right, Jack. Because Alex tried to. Our friend Alex, who also is maybe the biggest Nintendo fan in the world, he loves Nintendo. Um, more power to him. Yes, he's gonna love those those Pokemon games, and it's gonna be great for him. Alex. You better fucking listen to this. He won't. You know, he has a RoboCop tattooed on his neck. I was like, listen to the RoboCop podcast. Anyway. Come on. Anyway, he, he also just tried to sell me on Street Fighter 2 on the Switch. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, and this is the thing that Nintendo has been doing that I really am opposed to, mm-hmm. is releasing old-ass games that were never that expensive to begin with. Right. Street Fighter 2 HD came out on Xbox Live Arcade for, for like 15 bucks. or 20 bucks. Oh, jeez. Binding of Isaac came out for 15 or 20 bucks. No, the original Binding of Isaac was like less than $10. Got me the Nintendo tax, bro. Now it's $40. <laughs> Binding of Isaac? Well, so... Okay. That game's old. They remade Binding of Isaac. They yeah. like switched it from a Flash engine off of Flash, made it like pixelated. They oh, re-released okay. that. That was only like $15, $20. Okay. On Switch, it's $40. No reason. No I, reason. I don't know. How many more golden poops can you put in there? I can tell you that there is not $20 extra of feature sets that they added into the new well, Switch It's a game that uses an al- algorithm to exist, so you I know can't what? only imagine. Like, that's the thing. If Street Fighter was $20, probably would have considered buying it. If yeah. Binding of Isaac was $20, I definitely would have bought it. And I don't know why Nintendo is doubling the price of some of these old games on Switch. Like, I mentioned Skyrim before. That's I guarantee you that's going to come out <laughs> at $60. <laughs> Yeah. You can get Skyrim for like five bucks on on PC or or any console that you want. Um okay, well in terms of just like what I like wanna see I I I'm a little cynical on Nintendo too, because I've been burned by them before and I really don't want them to fuck up because I really think they need all the goodwill they can get in this like first Fiscal year of the Switch being out, like and you they said. have a lot of they're good doing, momentum. They're doing with a lot Switch of good momentum. Right Absolutely, they're selling these things faster than they can produce them. Yes, quite literally. True, they're kicking Apple off production line so they can make more Switches. Yeah, so that's actually crazy. I did not know that. Yeah, that's nuts. So yeah, so like they, you know, I love my Switch for Mario Kart. I love my Switch. I'm still playing Zelda even after beating it. I'm 100 hours deep. What I really want right now, is, I. I and I'm just mad because, like, the things I really want from my Switch right now is, like, talk about Virtual Console. They won't. They're not going to talk about... Dude, they're not going to even talk about it a little bit. 
it's crazy to me. And again, this goes into like just I want a UI. Like a broad, they have to change the UI. You have a broad Dude, library like, of games that already exist that you need to like get you have on the thing. a thin library on this new system that you it behooves you to make as deep as possible as quickly as possible. And they can do that by utilizing this vast catalog of beloved Nintendo games. They seem to be slow to capitalize on that. I just don't get it. I understand that it's harder than just, like, snapping your fingers, switching to doing it, but, like, I don't know. But and you then, could put some Super Nintendo games on the fucking Switch and it easy. would not be that hard. I need more Advance games on there. Let me play Advance Wars, please. Please. Um, I think, in terms of, like, new shit that, like, maybe... Not that we're not expecting, but, like, things that they might want to expand on more. I would really... Or this is what I would really like. I want to hear about the new Fire Emblem game. Poor Switch. Okay. Not Heroes or Warriors or whatever. I feel like they put out, like, three Fire Emblem games in the past 12 months. I'm down... Yeah, but... They have put out three Fire, Fire Emblem games. No, that's true. Months. You're right. Um, but I'm down for, like, a console proper Fire Emblem game. Um, I think that's going to be cool. That being said... Um, yeah, so I'm down with, like, a cool, like, Fire Emblem thing. I, I want another Retro meaty. is working on something. It's working on something, and they better fucking tell me and what it, it is. I really hope it's not another fucking Donkey Kong game. Those games are supposed to be good, oh, but Tropical, that's not what we... Tropical, Tropical Freeze. Freeze is supposed to be good. Play that game on Switch, and I'll probably play it. I've never played it before, and I will play it this time. That first Donkey Kong game by Retro was really good. You have these controllers that you advertise as, like, movement-crazy masterpiece HD rumble things. So, mm-hmm. just... Just do it. I'll even take fucking Wind Waker HD on my fucking Switch. That would be awesome. That'd be sick. That's the only Zelda game I actually want to replay. Yes. After Breath of the Wild, because it's hard to go back. Yeah. Um, but I will do that for Wind Waker, because that game's good. But um, they're all good, but you know what I mean. Uh, we want Metroid Prime. I don't fucking know. You really think they're going to announce a Metroid? Okay, here's here's my like running theory that like is giving me hope. The Wii U had to have had a ton of games in development, good or bad. <laughs> then they Go realized on. that ship was on fire. Uh huh. So they took all of like you know, the, the, Nintendo had some of the best game developers, period, ever uh-huh. on, at their at their home base. So they take all these people off of the Wii U, and they're like, "Your game's on Switch now. Your game's on Switch now. Your game's on Switch now." So some of these like later life cycle things, they're just like. You're putting on Switch. You're putting on Switch. So, like... Like what? Whatever Retro's working on. Uh, one. One, maybe... The I team that was doing Zelda put their Zelda game on Switch. The Odyssey the team Odyssey is putting their game out there. From the Galaxy team is putting Odyssey out on Switch. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's retro, and it's. I really hope to find out what retro is doing, even if it's in just like sort of a teaser trailer capacity. Yeah, that would be exciting because they they haven't announced anything for 2018. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll hear about Animal Crossing Switch. I think we'll hear about. Uh, I think it'll be Animal Crossing. I think we'll hear about whatever mobile. Zelda. You think? I I think we'll hear about Zelda Mobile. No, but they announced too. an Animal Crossing game for phones. Yeah, that they have not shown anything about. You'll probably hear about that, but I think there might be like a connective switch thing as well i would love to play animal crossing on my switch i think i would rather play animal crossing well i would rather play it on my phone and i'm, yeah, I'm thinking I'm, I'm not i'm not phone. into animal crossing really 
That 3DS game was really good. It's just not the life sims are not for for me. Not for me. That's fine. Yeah. Um. But I know, like, my girlfriend at the time fucking loved that game. She like got a 3DS basically, so she played fucking New Leaf, and I and I lost her to it. That's a that's a it's really a, sad a story. Sad, a sad that's story. a very sad tale. <laughs> but that game is supposed to be really good. Um. And for the, the a lot there's a lot of people who fucking love Animal Crossing want to play that. What I want is like you know I want Odyssey to they, they gotta kind of show me more Odyssey. Um, I think Odyssey is gonna be great, but I want. I it. hope so, man. I don't know. I that, think it's gonna that, be good. That, the first trailer. As did much not as look I like, as I much agree. as I like New Donk City as a name, it's great. That stuff looked <laughs> kind of weird. I'm not sure. It looks because really I like jerky. I like the um, not verticality, but the sense of playing with a space that. Um, Galaxy had yeah. I didn't play New Super Mario. No, not New Super Mario. Su- no, Super, it Mario, is Super Mario 3D World. Super Mario 3D World. I did play. No, I played Super Mario 3D Land on mm. 3DS. I didn't play World on Wii U. Yes. But from what they've shown of Odyssey, and granted, it's not very much so no. far. It was just the first trailer, but it looked to me like a lot of big, open, flat spaces. Uh, which is not so much what I'm interested in. But the Mario. city was very vertical, though. It was, but it looked more like a Mario 64 kind of scenario where you've got bigger, wider open spaces, or even yeah. um, Sunshine, right? Where I like the micro planets that are in Galaxy that yeah. are weird. I think you might get some of that. Hopefully, still. we get a mix of both. Who could say? Like, yeah, they it's only hard, showed it's that pretty brief trailer. When they so first far. showed like gameplay of Zelda, it looked like a horse running in grass. I was, you know this, you I not was pretty skeptical of yeah. what they showed of Zelda pre-release. Right. Even up until the Switch reveal. But I think Zelda also changed a lot since the Wii U Switch reveal of that game. I think, I think I'm talking game... about the Switch reveal in January. Oh, I mean since the Wii U reveal of Zelda. Sure. Of course it did. Yeah. But like... But I think I think Mario could stand the change a lot. Do do I think they're going to delay Mario? I think it's going to hit its... I think it's going to hit gonna its hit. date. It's I think it's going to hit its date. Yeah. That game's been. That game was supposed to be on Wii U too. Clearly. Well, it doesn't really matter much because the difference in like graphical power between Switch and Wii U is not is not. No, but I'm just saying it's been in development for a long time. Sure, probably. Probably. I mean, it's coming out within the same year as the Switch, so it probably at some point was. It's been just sitting for a minute. Yeah. Probably at the end of Galaxy Two or even Galaxy One. They got a team to finish it. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what to expect from this direct outside of like. I just don't want... I want Nintendo to crush it like they've been crushing it with. And that's why I think you're going to be disappointed. I think you'll see the known quantities. I think they'll look cool, but you already know what they are. I don't know if we'll see too much in surprises. And what I want... What I would be most satisfied by is to see them just tap into their backlog. Yeah. And utilize... Like, leverage that on the Switch. Just to to get as much out on the Switch in their first year as they can. Like, they already announced... They announced that... the whatever virtual console shape of what that will be is going to, is going to be different than their online infrastructure for the system, um, which got delayed uh, to twenty eighteen. Yeah, which is just kind of like guys, like it's not like Nintendo is not really in a race with PS four and Xbox One anymore. But They're it's like in their own you guys got to fucking figure out how to like do this. The thing is, they've got really good hardware on their hands. Yeah. People are buying it like crazy. I just don't want them to lose their momentum. Right. And Nintendo 
is prone to making really oddball decisions. Yeah. Like the the reason the switch works for me is because they are making good on the oddball decisions that they've been making for the past three console cycles, and I th- past two I guess. Yeah. Uh, but they need to make smart decisions now that they have their foot in the door. Yeah. Like switch was going to be make or break for them. It's selling really, really, really well, and the response is really positive. Yes. They need to take that and run with it. They can't stall now. And I think to buy themselves time, they need to tap into that backlog first, get some shit out on the Switch in the first 12 months, and then have your big games. Like, they've already got Zelda on the Switch. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Odyssey's coming out this year as well. That's awesome. They need to keep that momentum up because... Switch is going to succeed by the big first-party stuff, yeah. and I think where they're really, where they really have a shot of pr- propping up the system in between the big first-party stuff is by getting those indie games that will run on the Switch, yeah, like those PC indie games that the Switch hardware is more than capable of playing uh-huh. and giving you a handheld way to play those. Thumper came out on the Switch. That being on handheld is awesome. It's great. And I, I want to see, you know, we're talking about the backlog of beloved Nintendo titles, the backlog of beloved indie titles. Also would be cool. Would be great. I mean, you know, you know, there's, there's, there's already, a bastion that can get on there. There's they, like a million other games. They did have there. a sizzle reel during their Switch announcement of a bunch of indie games that are coming to Switch, like yeah. Stardew Valley, for mm-hmm. one. That would be a really cool game. Yeah, I know game. you're not into the Life Sims, as you just said. No, it's not for me, but I want... a cool game I to want, have on a handheld system. I'm so... In, because, like, you know... I'm a huge Nintendo fan, too. Like, I've been a huge Nintendo fan. And I, the thing is, I'm a lapsed Nintendo fan because the Wii U, dumb and dirty. 3DS kind of kept me in, kept my kept my toes in the water a little bit. 3DS is a good yeah. console. It's a good console. There's a lot of good games on the 3DS. And the thing is, you have access to the DS's catalog, which is great as There well. are even more good games on yes, the DS. exactly. Just by quantity. So, you know, I... I the thing that they bought is just... We're transitioning from old Nintendo into new Nintendo. New Nintendo is very promising. New Nintendo has games like a Zelda game that is fully realized. People finally get it. It's amazing. Hopefully we get a Mario game that's also just like, what is the core of the Mario game? I mean, let's give you that. Listen, if they could pay off with Odyssey the way that we saw the jump between Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild, if they made some like... Gameplay changes or just just new, fresh ideas or even... I mean, the reason that Breath of the Wild works... They went back to basics and then expanded off of that. But they took a lot of open world ideas that have been become normalized yes. in the past five to ten years yeah. and then put their Nintendo polish on it like only Nintendo can provide. Mm-hmm. Put that on one of their licenses and made it amazing. It's tough because, um, you know, open world action games is a very big genre right now right 3d platformers not a big genre not a big genre right now so although there has been a little bit of a bubble this year but they're trying to chase the past and like the thing is zelda's chasing the future right we need mario odyssey to chase the future i i I am also skeptical of mario odyssey i want it to be good because i love 64 i if they put sunshine on the switch i'll replay it and i love galaxy um didn't get a chance to play galaxy 2 but i would also play that if they put it on switch uh so yeah, so like I, I want to, you know, I love the 3D platformers. I love my agile, jumpy Mario, you know? Right, and if anything... That's what I want. Mario is probably the last 3D platformer that still feels really good in yes, modern mechanical, era. Definitely. Mechanically. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just really... 
I just want them to be churning out more shit. Like, you know, I have a pretty decent, like, Switch library right now, but my UI is looking real ugly in my UI because that time bar is, like, not... Yeah, once you get more once than five, games, more than five games, it looks little... kind of fucking dumb. Yeah. So, like, you know, and if I'm not getting a new UI no, to 2018... That is the PS4 UI also, so... Yes. And I have gripes with that, too. Okay, fair enough. I don't think the PS4 UI... I think the PS4 UI is both good and bad for the exact same reason. Let me make folders. I don't fucking know. Sure, yeah. Right, you know? That would probably help. Um, the 3DS UI is really good. The Wii U UI... You can UI, make folders on the 3 Yeah, you can make folders on the Wii U UI as well. Hmm. So... So, maybe they're just waiting for there to be enough games that you should make folders. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the thing about the, the Switch UI is very snappy. It's very fast. It is. And that is good, because if you're having a portable and console experience, you kind of need Those that. buttons are clicky, and the sounds that the, the Switch makes are good. Uh, agreed. They're on point. Nintendo yes. has a good... They, they just... Nintendo polish, gets polish, feel dude. and polish yes. just right. They're very good at that. <sighs> Damn. This has been a long podcast, Robbie. This is a very long podcast. We might have to release this in two parts. I don't I know. Say. Who knows? It's up to our editor. That's true. Do you have any closing thoughts on E3, the Electronic 3? I mean, you know... Anything else outside of the conferences that we haven't talked about? Uh, I don't think anything specific that I'm like want to see i want to be surprised at this point i will say you know we when we talk about video game shit and we get like negative or positive or anything at the end of the day this is nerd christmas i'm always like super excited for e3 three is is not any different right now i am super pumped it's a very exciting time yes i'm very excited to do the post show and kind of see Yes, where and we, we will, align with that. Yeah, we, we so, will do a post show, and we will talk once all the press conferences are done. We'll cut a post show and kind of come back to where our expectations were, where they were met, where they were exceeded, where they came a little short. Yes, and then talking similar, we'll change. We'll we'll morph. We'll pivot. We'll pivot. That's the to hot its, tech buzzword. We will pivot to its uh, final realized form. Where we do really get into the nitty gritty of stories in game, in games, talking about that. We have a really, you know, oldie but goodie plan for our first episode, and I think it's going to be super solid. Um, I'm worried to take it from there. Yeah, and it's going to be good. But yeah, this is a good way to, you know, for new listeners, especially to this show, you know, the, this is kind of where we come from. You know, we listen to a lot of games media. We have a lot of our own favorite podcasts. Hey, check out our nerd cred. Nerd cred. But, like, you know, we listen to a lot of different stuff. So if you hear of having shared opinions of other people or things like that, it's because, like, we, you know, feed off this shit. We love yeah. this stuff. We are, we are connected to the industry without being in the industry. Absolutely. Because we have, you know, our, our hands are in it, too, because we love it so much. So, you know, thank you for listening. Uh... Jack, do you have anything you want to plug? You have your Bobby Zook article. That's still up there. That's also good. Yeah. You nah, I'm good. You're good? You don't want it to? Nah. <laughs> don't, don't read it. It's bad. Nah. We're on video games now. We're Forget on about video movies. Games. Forget about movies. Uh, Jack also did uh, the Wonder Woman podcast, the hot take. Um, so give that a listen if you're interested in hearing a couple of guys talk about Wonder Woman. That's a good way to sell that, right? And uh, did you... did? Did your prestige article go up? It did not go up yet. I think, oh. well, it's uh, so Burge is doing Women's Week right now, so uh, Star Screen is being. Uh, hey, man, owned. these are all movie things. We're on video fun. games now. Yo, listen, bro. Movies are over, okay? Movies that are, is they're so old, they're 20th over. century. They're over. We're into digital. 
check out uh, Woman's Week on Story Screen. Uh, a lot of our female writers are having all of their articles being kind of like shown off on the new uh, Story Screen redesign, which is very sleek and very cool. So check out all fantastic articles from our wonderful ladies on the site. Uh, I will have a article about the Prestige coming up at some point. I think. I did write it. Um, so yeah, so for more podcasts about movies and now video games, come check us out on storyscreen.com. And uh, I'm Robert Anderson. I really have to pee. And Jack has to pee. Bye-bye. Goodbye. There it is. It looks good. Cracking open, Cracking open a, a cold one with the boys. Cold one with the boys. Mm. It's a tough feeling. Mm-hmm.